Material Components Episode 38 Conquering Heroes Greetings and welcome to Material Components, the actual play RPG show all about intelligent items and the adventurers who love them. I am your humble dungeon master, Mike Gargoni, and joining me, as always, are my stalwart adventurers. Hey, adventurers, how you doing? I'm back. Yeah, it's good to be back. back. The boys yeah. are back in town. <laughs> no more of that, or otherwise we're going to get content ID'd. I know, that's, that's true, why I yeah. stopped. Uh-huh. We were good, only good. in like 10 seconds, it's fine. We're good. Is this how uh, normal people respond to the question, how's everyone doing? Because no. I don't, yes. I'm not Probably. sure. No. Okay, uh, yeah. Just... <laughs> but when they've been on hiatus. So. Yeah, exactly. All right, who uh, are we? <laughs> hey, who are we? Hey guys, I'm <laughs> Olivia, and I will be playing Tears of Cloakbearer, Child of the Outer Storm. I'm Elliot, and I'm playing Cherish Ironstrike, the Tiefling Sorcerer. I'm Michael, and I'm playing Sid Emberlight, Half-Elf Rogue. I'm Reed, and I'll be playing Grull, the Hobgoblin Warlock. Indeed. And yes, we are back from our hiatus. Back from our, our brief trip into the, the eldritch darkness that was the Shadows Over Drift Chapel. Uh, I, I hope you all uh, enjoyed that experience. It was fun. Mm-hmm. Lots of tears afterward, but it was hurt <laughs> my soul. <laughs> but yes, we are back to being separated by the distant cords of the internet, and so we return to the main story of this, our campaign. And so I would like to pose the same question I ask every time, which is, and I know it's been a while, do you all remember what happened last time? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Nothing bad notes. happened. Um. So much I, bad happened. Actually, a lot of bad stuff happened. Reed, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Well, it's been so long. I just assumed we, we that I, everything I was fine. Was <laughs> fine. Mountains and mountains of gold, and us I just being remember us doing yeah. a like a four way high five. Um, yeah. 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 No, that that definitely happened. Uh huh. Um. No, we well we started out with story time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, got to listen to Jeremiah Payne reveal the origins of his current self, I guess, and the story of how Rashad was exiled from the Jarashir. Mm-hmm. And all of the dumb stuff he did after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he met a man named Atticus Carter, who uh, sort of granted him the Hellfire magic, I, I think is how it was described. Uh, and Grawl is familiar with this person. Yeah. What a dick. Yeah. Tried to hunt him. It was cool. Yeah. It was cool yeah. and good. Yeah, like you do. You learned that the, perhaps the leader of this cult you've been entangled with is in fact a man named Atticus Carter. And somewhere along the line, he recruited the aid of the man once known as Rashad. In doing so, he gained two things. Rashad's knowledge about the means by which they might contact beings from other planes, and a convenient mm, cover story. Mythos? Mythos, if you will. (laughs) I, I 
dislike that word unless we're talking about tentacles, but yes. Um, so yes, uh, it seemed as though Atticus Carter was involved in co-opting the mythology of the Jarashir as a convenient way to explain where these powers are coming from to his followers. Yes. Fucking terrible. Um, and then, before we were able to get the other story uh, about where the Jarashir came from... And what their all... true purpose is. Mm-hmm. All hell broke loose. Uh, technically, oh, one of them, certainly. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Definitely drinking the cocktail is like the perfect, it was the bow on the joke there, but yeah. <laughs> uh, Rosé from my skull cup. Yum. Yes. Uh, yes, we got ambushed by one of the layers of hell um, and fought all sorts of manner of devils, um, which is really cool. Uh, we did a great job at protecting everyone involved. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. Jeremiah Payne mm-hmm. is Included. still alive. Uh-huh. <laughs> Not uh, entirely our yeah. fault. He's just wicked. Really dead. Crazy it, roles. On it was just part. bad roles. It was just bad slash good roles um, on all of our parts. It was weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so he's dead. Um, wicked dead. Wicked dead. So dead. So and, dead. And his last words were uh, the living gate. Which mm-hmm. none of us knew what that was. Yeah. I still don't know what that is. I'm going to so ask. That'll be, yeah, that's a good question for people later, probably. Um, yeah. Uh, then we, f- yeah, we fought a bunch of things. There's like a big, like, bug devil. I think it's an ice devil. And he Fighting fought. Fighting through the oncoming hordes of Stygia. Yeah. You secured several pieces of devil kind. You secured mm-hmm. the corpse of Jeremiah Payne, and you made your way towards the Realm Scar. Yes. And we were able to close it. Thank God. Thank goodness. Despite still Cause... not knowing exactly how that ritual works, you managed to do it yet again. Yes. Yeah. Right as Levistus was Popping his little iceberg toes mm-hmm. in the in the world. Just putting a big or old, whoever putting a big old toe in the pool. That's all. <laughs> Test, testing those waters. Yeah, making sure it's nice and warm. Bad. Ugh. But terrible. yes, you succeeded in stopping that, uh, and you did actually succeed in saving some of the cultists. So yeah. Ooh. You are to thirteen be commended out for of thirty. Yeah, thirty. thirty. That's better than nothing. So it's true. It's our motto. Among them was many of the townsfolk who you'd seen recruited to the side of Jeremiah Payne, as well as a few of those of his original contingent that apparently followed him from parts unknown to the south, Mm -hmm. including a massive half ogre named Brother Thelonious. Ah, yes. After making your way away from the Realm Scar, and under the keen eyes of the mayor's wolf pack, you made your way back to Blue Gulch, to a hero's fanfare. It seems as though the mayor had let the town know that you were on your way back, and the returning heroes were welcomed as such. But you also had a very 
interesting person waiting for you upon your return. And that is the visage, at the very least, of the old mage. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, who told us we were not doing a very good or good enough job for her standard? That is not <laughs> what she said. <laughs> That's what I heard. <laughs> she let you know that incursions like the one you just stopped were beginning to happen all over the valley and that there were already people in place trying to stop some of them but in hopes of curbing the more widespread destructive ramifications of these incursions the old mage had called a summit of individuals throughout the valley who could maybe do something about it. And that, that summit was going to take place in ten days at the Bulwark of Bone. Yeah. Which former home. Also presents sort of a problem. Mm-hmm. Good thing we've got a sweet old bucket hat for me to hide under. This is true. This is very true. <laughs> Imagine if you'd thrown and, that bucket hat away. No, 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 no. We've got. I've I've been laying the groundwork for this for for a long time. Bucket hat. I've been spreading the 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 well known persona of Gralso. They'll <laughs> never see it coming. God, that's right. You're too dumb to actually like use the hat for its intended purpose. <laughs> oh no, no, no! It's so dumb. Even though they're like, oh, in their right mind, would do something that's stupid. <laughs> Speaking of Gralso. And mm -hmm. speaking of being slightly dumb. <laughs> right. The dream confrontation. One more thing that happened, yes. Right. Re the best <laughs> part of our podcast to date. Yeah. Is any of this ringing any bells? Uh, so many bells. So many bells. <laughs> um, I was just hoping we were just weren't going to talk about it and everything would be fine. Oh, um, nothing's over that. I simple. fought myself. No. Um, yeah, uh, I, I confronted myself in a weird way, uh, headbutts galore, uh, face punching, name calling, uh, scroll grabbing. Yeah, it was lots and lots of fun in the dreamlands. But do you remember how that resolved? Uh, I mean, I got the scroll out of it. And then I also got a fun, fun feat. But you, you both read the scroll. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but like, I mean, the, the, the feat I got out of it is pretty cool. Do you want me to explain it to everyone? Well, or lest not. we get too far into this, yeah. I think that sort of wraps in with the fact that you all hit level eight. Yeah. Oh. And in doing so, you did gain certain properties, some of you gaining bonus properties even. One of which is the feat that Reed speaks of, which is the Dreamer feat. Uh, if you want to explain that, you can, Reed, or you can keep that to yourself. It's up to you. Ooh, um, mystery. I mean, oh, I, I... why would he start telling us stuff now? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Wow. I don't Ooh, keep that spicy. many secrets that are actually important. Like, I mean... what did I eat today? Really? 
Really? Are they that important? Because I don't know what's going on. Um, okay, let's hop in. in let's hop Red. into it. Yeah, uh, let's Trish do this jumps thing. off her horse and says to the mayor, did you know that these people were trying to help? Oh, is this happening? I thought we were going to explain. Oh, yeah, let's do this. Oh, you know what? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's... We're yeah. jumping right in. Hell yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, leaping off of the, the Black Stallion Soth, Cherish uh, immediately makes a beeline for the mayor. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the old mage who was just talking to you is standing nearby. The mayor is looking at you with a, a big, warm smile, though that falters slightly as you angrily storm towards him. Good. And you say, what? Did you know that these people were trying to help? And I'm referring to the, the, uh, you know, quote unquote cultists because they were getting, they were getting like dirty looks from people. You are seeing that the refugees of the cult of Dahaka are being helped by some of the mayor's people. You figured out last time that they don't have access to the powers granted to them by Jeremiah Payne anymore. So now they are yeah. just folk again. As you confront the mayor, he will look at you a bit abashed and say, Well, I had my suspicions, of course. That's why I informed your friend Grawl about what I suspected, but there was nothing that was confirmed, of course. And then Cherish does a... just, like, bends over backwards like the grudge girl to look at Grawl. <laughs> and dies because she snapped her spine. <laughs> That's actually really impressive. I, <laughs> I didn't know you were that flexible, Cherish. That's, That's why we were going to sneak in, wasn't it? We weren't going to actually fight them. I mean, we were going to rescue uh, Marshall Forrester. Right. Uh, who, we, who we thought had been kidnapped by evil cultists who were ushering in the end yeah, of they, all things. They may have been evil. There was no way to tell. He thought they might be good. And that's why we were sneaking in. And I mean, it it could it could have come up, but you know. All right. Well, I apologize. I didn't share that with you. And I may have forgotten. The mayor will look between <laughs> Cherish and Grawl. God. And it seems like he's trying to f fight a <laughs> smile a little bit. But even so, he is more concerned with uh, the fact that there is a crowd uh, that has gathered, and this confrontation doesn't exactly look great on the streets of Blue Gulch. As oh, between us. Oh. oh, no, we're fine. The mayor will sort of, like, give a slight cough and then raise a hand and say... People of Blue Gulch, of course, are returning heroes unaware of the actual intent of the cult. They nonetheless have saved us from the incursions of these demonic folk, as was forewarned by our good friends from the Deep Sea Mining Company. And he'll gesture off to the side, and you can see Danjo Deep Seam himself 
is standing there, gnarled stick in one hand, pipe in the other, kind of angrily puffing at it, staring at everything that's happening. His children flanking him. Thank you. Thank you, Danjo. Couldn't have done it without you. Uh, Cherish. <laughs> no, Cherish just walks off the, off the, which is a stage or like a podium. Uh, I thought this was in the street. It's just it's the just street. The yeah. 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 Okay. Well, Cherish is going to go just walk back over to the old mage, I guess. <laughs> She's not that far. She is less than 30 feet away. Okay. Are people like just sta standing and staring? Are they like, is there like cheers? Like, what what is what is the mood here? This crowd of people gathered around us. Mostly, there's this like high tension. As the first thing that happened here is Cherish left off the horse after the old mage was talking <laughs> to her, and then started yelling at the mayor, and then yelling at Grawl, and then walked away. So there's like this pregnant, awkward pause in the crowd, but then the mayor will sort of gather up everyone's attention with his statements, and then say, and start detailing your adventures, um, your travels south, your experiences out in the counties, in the farmsteads, the, the, the scourging of the Edinson farm, the assault on the, the cultists, even though you didn't necessarily understand their true nature. Um, and he will begin speaking at length as though he was there the whole time, but he clearly wasn't. And, he, and as he's talking, you can tell he's making some informed guesses. Like, he's getting yeah. details wrong. He's talking about how you uh, found out that the cultists were actually holding the devils back, but they weren't doing a good job, so you tried to help, but then they failed and the devils broke loose. Okay. Gotcha. So he's, he's heightening sort of the... the it's heightened attention. realism. It's heightened realism. He's making a more interesting story. I'm into this. I'm into Journalism. this Journalism. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, uh, uh. Spicy tonight. <laughs> and as he's talking, the crowd's like cheering at the appropriate moments. Uh, Danjo Deepsea, again, off to the side, is referenced every once in a while by the mayor, who's just like, and if not for the tireless vigilance of our dear friends across the river, we would have never known about this devilish incursion upon our lands. It's like... Ooh. Rubbing it in, man. He, it's like maybe he's trying to be sincere, but he's just so. such an asshole that it yeah. doesn't come off that way. I don't. That's not the. I don't think this is an accident. I think he's <laughs> intentionally digging at them, uh, and it's hilarious. I so great, great for all the townspeople. Great for the political Good. climate of Blue Beach. Oh, it's all great Good. for um, sure. Anyway, the old mange. Um, <laughs> what are the rest of you doing as Cherish heads towards the old? Yeah, mage? no, I'm I'm with Cherish. I don't want to listen to this. Yeah, okay, yeah, but uh, I'm not going to stop him because I don't think I can. As you approach, the old mage doesn't make any moves to move away from the mayor. If anything, she seems hesitant to leave a a specific radius around him. Hmm. Yeah, weird. So you're kind of forced to endure the mayor gesturing towards you every once in a while and crowds of people appraising you. As you've all dismounted from your various mounts at this point, I think. 
Yep. No, I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> you just okay. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so Soth is like the mayor's horse. Like, do yes. we have to give that back? <laughs> uh, I like. I don't know what the deal is with Soth at the moment. Like, as of right now, like, Soth is following different. you. All right. If anything, cool. Soth is like edging away from the mayor and shooting him dirty glances every once in a while and trying to keep as close to you as possible. This I love this horse. This, this is our horse. good good horse. This horse is my new best friend. Can the horse be mayor? Can Soth be mayor? Can I vote anyone for him. else be mayor? <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I also walk up to the old mage. Is that is that uh, Grawl, are you walking up? I mean, I w- who is all on on, on Soth? Oh, it was it just was... me and you. So, yeah, okay. Um, so just you at this point, if you're not, okay. if you haven't dismounted. I'll, I'll dismount since, since you also dismounted. But Tirza, um, you're remaining on Kiri's yeah, back? Yeah, sure. Why not? She's small. Okay. <laughs> just like me. <laughs> in, in that case... Uh, <laughs> The person the townsfolk are seeing the most whenever the mayor gestures towards you is Tirza, dressed in her full Jarashir raiment. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. On her glowing reindeer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Her glowing reindeer that is a town legend at this point. Oh, yes. In the middle of the oh. desert. Yeah. <laughs> there are definitely some looks and people saying like, oh, Jarashir. There's some like murmuring around the crowd of people like this is this person looks like a hero with like weird religious symbols and like a a big purple cloak riding a glowing reindeer like this is classic adventurer right here and everyone is sort of like yeah this is slotting right into the mayor's story we're the the roadies yeah (laughs) yeah we just carry all the heavy stuff yeah (laughs) um is funny because she's the strongest (laughs) As you approach the old mage, you can see that, based on your interactions with her in the past, this is probably one of her projections. She appears younger and not quite interacting with the ground in a way that seems real. And once you know what to look for, it's pretty easy to pick up on the signs. But she'll give you a kind of weary smile as you approach. And she'll say, his platitudes might be vainglorious, but you should all know you did something incredible here. Yeah. I asked for the help of heroes, and I got it. You cannot be thanked enough. So, um... Why is this summit happening at the Bulwark of Bone? You know the place, then. I know of it. Mm. (laughs) Is Grawl making that noise in the background? Yes, yes, please. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He's, like, looking up to the sky. That's a cool-looking cloud. Oh, wow. Oh, it looks like a dog. That's a a cute dog. That one looks like me getting my head chopped off. Uh, that one looks like me getting dis- me getting disemboweled. Um, that one over there, that's a cat. I'm imagining Grawl saying all of this. Um, oh, yeah. The yeah, old yeah. mage gives him a, a worried look and 
then looks back to the rest of you. We're all concerned. And she says, You reported to the Haven Guard the, the threat that the Legion of Bone may pose to the Drylands. Yeah, so why are we going there? The last time such a threat was posed, I chose a more terminal solution. I'm attempting tact this time around. If the current warlord is included in these discussions, she may be more pliant to the needs of the valley as a whole. She? <laughs> no, Cherish doesn't say that. <laughs> Back off. She? Wanna? I'm sorry, what? Mm -hmm. She? I'm sorry, what? Um, Is she single? Well, no. Um, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, yeah, just want to make sure that we don't get, you know, killed on sight, especially with this one. Gesturing to Grawl. That one looks like some sort of wagon. The last time we ran into the Legion of Bone, we sort of killed a lot of them, and then some well, of them like got two away. Of them. Uh, two of them. I think two of them got away. It's either way. I don't know if we're going to be welcome in front of the Legion of Bone or around I them or be. near them. Yeah, definitely not Grawl. Um, any though, or of those. Any of those who were invited to this summit have been guaranteed safe passage by their new warlord. All okay. who attend. You have my personal invitation, and that means you have guest rights within the bulwark. If such a pact were broken, and the powers who gather were slighted in such a way, even the Legion of Bone could not stand to... well. Let us just say that Pyre Scale has allowed their existence for this long, but he is a fickle creature. Is he gonna be there too? A great many individuals who dwell within the valley will be attending. That dude wants me dead too! Yeah, that's not a no. At the very least, he has been invited. Whether or not he will be attending, I... We will see in ten days' time. Girl, I guess. <laughs> um... Whether we like it or not, he represents a great power within this valley. He's an ancient there. dragon. He has access to vast magical resources that might be able to help us. Um, do you know of old Morgana, who lives here? I can't say I'm distinctly familiar, no. Um, mm. I don't know how you would get in contact with her. She's kind of difficult to find, but... She seems to know a lot about all of this and the Threadless, so 
she might be invited to. It might be a good idea to invite her. She's old as hell, though, so I don't know if she'll be able to make it. Gonna mean. I will look into the matter. Thank you. Um, Zenerva? Have yes, you heard? Uh, have you heard of a man named Atticus? Car- Does that name sound familiar? Can't say that it does. Hmm. Uh, it appears he may be connected with this cult we've been coming up again. Possibly higher up. Are you... And she'll pause and then look around. You're still in the middle of the street. There's still tons of people around. And she'll say, this might be information better conveyed through more secure channels. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good idea. Uh, Do you have some place in mind close by? Kind of wanted to touch bases a little bit? Well, I think that is going to depend entirely upon your answer to the offer I had made you previously. Right. Yeah. You wish to be a member of the Rift Keepers. Rift Keepers, right. Um, well, would I, as a member of the Rift Keeper, have access to... Basically, I'm wondering if I will learn how to close up those rifts, like we've done twice now, but it's mostly been guesswork, and I think it's been luck. I think luck is the main reason we've we've done it yeah. twice now. Would I be able to learn how to do it for real? All of our methods and secrets would be open to you, should you choose to join. Well, I think that answers my. I think that answers your question. I think I'm ready to join. Do it. Okay. Do it. And she will. Her illusory staff in hand will thump it on the ground, and yeah. despite the fact that she is an illusion, there will be a resonant <clears throat> that expands out from her, and the mayor's speech, because he's still going, kind of extolling <laughs> your virtues, and now yeah. he's clearly making up backstories for all of you, and going into, like, Cherish's humble beginnings here oh. in Blue Gulch, and uh, the Shocker. advent of Sid Emberlight, hero of Stormhaven. Uh, oh, that's my favorite part. And their manservant, Grawl. <laughs> guys, shut and up. his evil talking. brother, Grosso. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's a vampire, he doesn't need to breathe, so, like... yeah. Yeah, he can just keep going. (laughs) But anyway, when she thumps her staff on the ground, she'll extend her other hand, the one with the ring on it, that glows with a soft blue light, and appearing there, hovering above her hand, is a silver pocket watch. Ooh. That she will extend towards you. It is exactly the same as the one you've seen her use, and the one that is on the mayor's person. Yeah. All right. I take it. As you grip it, there's a moment where you feel like your hands are just about to pass through like 
nothing. Like, it's not really there, but then it solidifies between your fingers as they grip around it. Wow. I, like, kind of take in the details, just kind of steady it a little bit. I open it up. And as you open it up, you can see that it is a clock face. It is shows you the precise time in the valley. And there are... The the weird thing is, is that it is a full 24-hour clock face. Oh, that is weird. It does not reset at 12. And it has Ooh. notches at 6, at 2, and at 10. And by 2 and 10, I, of course, mean uh, 14 and... Uh, 22. But the time of day would be 2 in the afternoon and 10 at night. Hey guys, I think it's 2 in the afternoon. Uh, no, as of right now, it's a it's a little past noon. Um, those notches... There's just, just like markings. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. What time is it now? According okay. to this, this handy-dandy little watch. Half past noon. Half past noon. And on the inside face is carved, don't forget, 3 October 10. Yes! Anime. <laughs> I don't get it. No, actually, um, on the inside of the watch is a picture, or an etching, I should say, of a runic circle. Oh. It is hmm. precisely the one you've been drawing two times now. There are some fine details that you've been missing out on, but for the most part, it is exactly the same. Hey, Cherish, you've been doing a pretty good job. It's pretty spot on. Check it out. Oh, yeah, really? Cherish the, the image. Yeah. Oh, oh, I see. We just forgot to carry yeah, we, the two. We're yeah, we close, did. Though. We forgot that little bit, but like pretty spot on. Wow. Pretty good for Camion trying to hide it from me that first time. What a chump. <laughs> and the old mage will say despite any ill will between you and Camion, they were simply attempting to do their duty. What ill will? We're fine. We're all fine with Camion. There there wasn't ill will at the time. I just was very curious. You did just call them a chump out loud. Now there is ill will. I call them a chump. It, it it (laughs) It is out of love. Zenerva, it's out of love. We, we It's because we care too much. Mm-hmm. It is, because I'm just very concerned about Camion and their distinct lack of, lack of personhood. <laughs> well, they're, they're getting there. It worries me. Baby steps. And Zenerva will have another weak smile as though she's recalling something, and she'll say, Camion is doing the best they can, given their circumstances. Leastways, that watch should be an invaluable tool if you are to continue sealing these rifts. Yeah. At least for the time being, it will allow you to communicate with me on a more regular basis. And she explains that the watch is in fact a magical item. Yeah. Uh, It requires attunement. It can cast sending once per day. What? 
also functions as part of her projection network. Oh, gotcha. That's why she can't get too yeah, far away from the mayor. From, from the mayor. That makes sense. Because she can cast project image to a bunch of places in the valley, but it has to be within specific zones. Specifically Stormhaven and anywhere where one of these watches is. Okay. Hmm. Alright, that's really cool. So, um, if you contact her using the sending, yes, she will most likely be able to appear before you with project image. Cool. But, she warns, there are specific times in the day in which under no circumstances are you to contact her. Ah, uh, 2, 6, 10. Correct. When she's yes. doing the, the, yeah, the light the ritual. ritual. Yeah. That tracks. Uh, and she also says that in the four hours after those times, it is also recommended that you not contact her unless it's an emergency. Okay. Because those are when she needs to rest to recuperate from doing the ritual. Because she's an elf, she can trance for four hours and gain the benefits of a long rest, but she has to do that every eight hours, so. Gotcha. Tracks. Uh, is okay. there any official training involved in this whole process, or am I just in now? There are instructions that you can access via the watch. Certain gotcha. informational guides that can be accessed. Okay. Certain questions will unlock those informational guides. I leave it to you to figure out which of those questions can be answered by the watch. Like a puzzle. It would take me the better part of a day to list every single question that is can be answered by the watch. So, I leave it to you. Gotcha. Okay. Questions answered by the watch may appear as me, but know that that is not an actual projection of myself, simply a recorded magical simulacrum. Yep. combination of minor image and magic mouth spells worked into the watch. And she starts explaining, like, the magical theory behind it, and it goes completely sure, over nodding. her head. So it just starts looking off, and the, it was, like, focusing back in on the speech for a little bit, you know. And then Zerva will, Zenerva will say, I'm sorry, am I boring you? Oh, no, sorry. I was thinking of something else. I found Continue. it all very fascinating. Church has been taking... Yeah, re real interesting. Leastways. It is a seven-day journey from here to the Bulwark of Bone. That gives you all the next two and a half days to recuperate and recover if you wish to make the summit on time. Yeah, that sounds nice. Could probably use a break. Is there anything else you need from me? I really must be going soon. Should we just catch up on as far as information we've gleaned, maybe later, maybe at the Bulwark of Bones? As I've stated, if you wish to contact me at a later time, you're welcome to do so. Perhaps composing a missive might be in order. Okay, so like planning it beforehand and not just talking randomly. Because I forget details sometimes. 
um, and I have to think oh, about it for a long time. So, you. yeah, that's a good idea. Thanks for chiming. <laughs> Thanks for chiming in, girl. <laughs> I should probably. Up- <laughs> I should probably update my presentation. Yeah, I'd love to give notes. Well, if that is all, I really must be going. My time is quite valuable, as I'm sure you're aware. But thank you for doing what you've done. Won't be the last time. No. And she gives you a warm, genuine smile. And she moves from Sid to Cherish to Tirza. Finally, she looks at Grawl and the smile diminishes slightly. But when she actually makes eye contact with you, it'll, like, perk back up. As though she's still trying to wrap her head around you for some reason. Hmm. It's probably... Well, never mind. (laughs) (laughs) How does how is the stupid one making it so far? He was supposed to die so soon. <laughs> I don't understand. Probably probably more that you're not a threadless, and she probably yeah, knows that. Fine. Yeah. Again, yeah, part of the questions we can uh, put in like one large, uh, well written paper. But finally, she'll turn back to you, Sid, and say, "Your mother would be proud." And she'll nod, and then the image of Zenerva Arkantol will vanish. Meanwhile, the mayor is still in the background saying, And Grawl, champion of the wastelands, coming to us in our time of need. Got a nice ring to it. That sounds pretty nice. I I do have to give him that. Should we we leave before he finishes the speech? No, 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 no. Let's hear this part. You want to hear this part? <laughs> yeah. Is uh, is uh, are are either of my favorite half orcs in the crowd anywhere? There is no sign of Kalkin or Jet. Um, is I mean, I'm assuming yes. I'm assuming the cultists are all still there. Is Brother Thelonius Fel- there? He is standing off to the side with one of the other, like, brutish, thug-like cultists. The others are slowly being accepted back into town by either friends or family, some of them being helped away by Igor. Um, (laughs) But he is just standing off to the side, kind of aloof, uh, looking at the town with kind of a, a blank, numb expression. Like, he's not quite Uh, sure what to do or how he fits in here. Can I ride up to him? Yeah, sure. Uh, And he'll glance up as you approach. And he'll say, Hail. Brother. Um, And he'll nod and say, Sister. Where, um, where will you go now? And... Again, he's this, like, six-foot-eight, just huge chunk of a person. Um, He's not quite as big as the mayor's bodyguard, Big Gus, who's standing off to the side, who's closer to, like, ten feet tall and gigantic and huge. Brother Thelonious is still just a a giant slab of human, or at least half-human. 
He's got like tiny little slightly tapered ears that kind of come up to little knife points. And um, he's kind of just like sagging, holding his bastard sword off to the side. And he says, don't know. Not sure where to go now. Hmm. Preacher's gone. Preacher knew yeah. the way of things. Yes. Do you... You were with him for a while, correct? Mm. Yeah. Do you know of... Other followers of pain somewhere else in the valley. He had students. And Brother Thelonious is kind of like looking down dejectedly. When you mention his students, he'll look up and shake his head and say, Those are the ones that turn their back on him. Those are the ones that made sure made sure that he died. They're not nice. Right. Do you know do you know why? Do you know what the living gate is? He'll shrug and it's this huge titanic movement of shoulder meat and he'll say Preacher tried to explain but uh, I don't know but Preacher find Find me, find Thelonious out there, and he'll like gesture south. No one wanted Thelonious around, but Preacher gave me work, gave me purpose. Didn't much know about the big snakes and the big fire. It <laughs> let me help more, so I did it. Didn't really ask about gates or storms. Just wanted to help. That's... that's fine, that's... I hope Shamaran guides you to your to your purpose. Mm. And I'm sorry about Preacher Pain. He's with big snakes now. <laughs> mm -hmm. I love this guy. <laughs> um Ask him to join the party. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want to come with us? Is that just this horse and this big half orc? That's all we need. We don't need anything else. 
half ogre. Oh, he's a half ogre. Oh, my bad. Mm-hmm. He's but even, even better. He's even bigger. Uh, um, the the hmm. other guy that Thelonious is with will just like place a hand on his shoulder and squeeze, and Thelonious will kind of nod a little bit and grab the hand and squeeze it back. Ugh. Okay. All right. Um. What are the rest of you doing? I think Cherish. As soon as Tirza comes back, I think Cherish is gonna be like, "Hey, like I'm gonna go head home and see if Kalkin is there. You guys can meet up with me if you want, or you know." Oh, because you're all staying there. That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. At least for mm-hmm. now, yeah. Yeah. You had abandoned the called shot for fear of <laughs> a <Tools>. certain doctor. <laughs> We're not afraid of him. Let's yeah. get one thing straight. Out of, out of <laughs> hatred for a certain doctor. Oh, he's been here? Oh, I guess I'll let... I didn't even let... realize. They'll let anybody. Any old riffraff. <laughs> we have standards. There goes the neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh yeah, I'll I'll go with. Grawl, Sid. Sid, what do you think? Ready to go? I mean it'd be nice to see Calkin, but you know, I th- it's probably also a good idea if maybe Cherish and Calkin can hang out alone a bit too. That's fine. Do you wanna go grab a drink? Yeah. That a boy. Let's do this thing. Adulting. <laughs> Where do you go to grab a drink? Uh, there are tons of saloons in town. There's so many saloons. Is there one exactly right next door to the called shot? <laughs> Not right next door, no. Across the street? There is one across the street, yes. <laughs> we go to that one. It's called the, the Soul shot. Regret. The Soul Regret. Oh, I like Fun. that. Very don't, good. Don't get in too much trouble. Oh, uh, we oh. would never, never, ever. Do you taking soft? I mostly said that as a... <laughs> to Tirza. I mostly said that as a platitude. They're gonna get in so much trouble. Um, do you do you want to be by yourself? Talk to your mom. It doesn't really matter to me that much. Apparently, this horse is my new best friend and bound to me now. So. I don't know. <laughs> The horse lets out a yeah. I an eye I roll. don't. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't really want to involve myself in whatever's going to happen with them. That's I'm, fair. I just come with you. A fine choice. <laughs> so, splitting the party. Tears and Cherish are moving off to Iron Strike Metalworks, whereas Sid and Grawl are heading to the Soul Regret. Correct? Split mm-hmm. that party. Yeah, yeah. What could go wrong? Double the fun times. <laughs> Probably nothing will go wrong. Yeah. Sid, Grawl, moving back towards the called shot. You are struck by the people in town giving you semi-amazed looks. It seems the word of your deeds is traveling like wildfire through the town. By the time you get to the bar, 
and go through the swinging double doors across the street from the the called shot. This bar is a little bit more subdued than that raucous place. It's mm -hmm. a single story. It's just a saloon. There's no inn involved here. They seem to cater to an older clientele. <laughs> Slightly more like weathered miners or plantation workers, old cowpokes. There is someone in the corner that looks exactly like Sam Elliott. Oh, of course. <laughs> it's Sam Elliott. <laughs> it's fantastic. It's, it's, it's Sam Elliott. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's just there. Uh -huh. And he's slowly narrating to himself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> mm -hmm. Seeing whatever hoves into his field of view. Yep. Um, he has a problem. But as you enter, you get the sense that while there isn't, like, a cheer that goes up when you enter, there is respectful nods, and the more elderly barkeeper will just, like, nod towards you and raise a glass. Nice. And that's, like, this bar's equivalent of a hoop and a holler. It's kind of nice. There is a piano over in the corner, and it's, like, slowly being played by... A, an older woman, she's playing kind of like a, a low, bluesy song. Alright, I guess we head up to the bar, order something. Grawl, as you enter, you feel that rough, almost coarse feeling that's been developing on your left arm for the last couple of days. Uh-huh. As you pushed the <laughs> as you pushed the door open, you caught yourself with your pinky and ring finger and your index and middle finger joined together to form that three clawed hand for a second, but then you immediately just like flexed your fingers and it was fine, it's fine, everything's fine. Oh, I'm becoming a Vulcan, that's what's happening. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something you notice. Mm. Probably nothing. It will certainly not come up later. Nope. Definitely won't. Add that to the list of things that I'm going to <laughs> write down on, on the what the fuck is happening list. Mm -hmm. As you enter a green-skinned tiefling man with, like, drooping mustaches coming down off of his lips and past his chin will say, well, if it ain't, the heroes of Blue Gulch. Uh, yeah, I guess. Guess that's us, huh? At least for this hour. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Shit. Love this guy. Uh, uh, what is your name, sir? Name's Creed. Creed. It's a pleasure to meet you, Creed. Pleasure's mine, I'm thinking. Right. You being this... Sid Emberlite and you being Grawl. Are, are his arms, like, outstretched <laughs> at all? No, no I, don't think he, I don't think he's ready to embrace us, Grawl. I'm pretty oh, sure dang he's it. just a man. Dang it. Yeah, wow. yeah. Or I was hoping his arms were wide open. Damn it. No, <laughs> you know that certain tieflings will name themselves after, like, an aspirational word or some kind of thing they wish to live up to. 
it's a way of divesting themselves from their fiendish heritage. Hmm. Cool. Don't suppose this is your establishment. And Creed will say, you'd guess right. Ah, well, um, then you would know what the best drinks are in the house. Uh, so I will go off of your recommendation and buy my friend here. Uh, he recommends the tequila. Oh, it's okay. party time. Well, didn't know it was a tequila night, but here we are. It's a tequila afternoon, my friend. He'll <laughs> oh, ra- I love that song. Raise a glass with a, a slightly dusky uh, look about it, and he'll say, it's always a tequila night if you're in the soul regret. <laughs> I suddenly think about Why all is- of my life choices up to this point. <laughs> Why is this not Kalkin's home bar? <laughs> it should be. Because Kalkin enjoys a good bar fight every once in a while. Yeah, um, that's fair. That's she pro- she's probably been kicked out of this place. <laughs> but yeah, you can definitely get your drink on, and there is nothing that really gets in your way here. There's no people trying to harass you. It seems everyone here is pretty dedicated to just like having low conversations and enjoying the ambiance of this place. Hey, Grawl. Hmm. Can I ask you something that I've been wondering? I've, I've actually been meaning to ask everybody. Um, oh, yeah. Well, a question. Well, okay. Do you, f- after all of the things that we've been through, you know, the trials and and like closing two rifts and and all this stuff, do you do you regret that all of this has happened? Or are you glad that all of this has happened? Not like the the carnage, but like that we, like we have gone through this. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, this might be the best thing that's ever happened to me. Yeah, in a weird kind of way. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I was in the desert eating rocks. <laughs> like I don't, I don't, I don't know if. They're not good. Like the <laughs> desert rocks aren't good. I, girl, I don't think rocks other places, but they're bad. No, I, I don't think ro- rocks are good anywhere, girl. Um, I think I can speak with certainty on that. <laughs> I can I just say I completely agree with. Like I was basically eating garbage uh, mm-hmm. off the street before this whole thing happened, and now, and uh, I get a like fight monsters and eat garbage no 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 don't no, have no, to no. do that anymore i can, I can crawl buy I you food oh well i mean if you're offering i'll gladly no uh, i mean uh, not right can now we get a side of wings drink. thanks okay. yeah it's on him um okay. this place doesn't serve food <laughs> thank god <laughs> the bartender just kind of glares at you like fuck you dude <laughs> city slicker <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's. I I feel bad about how glad I am about all this. You know what I mean? I feel guilty because, you know, people are still getting hurt, and and a lot of people, a lot of people died. 
down there. I mean, but a lot more would have died if we hadn't done anything. I mean, yeah, exactly. It's, I don't know. It's exciting. It's fun in a weird way, in a weird, I don't know. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you feel the same way. I, I hope the other two feel this way too. Um, yeah. Grawl, Sid, mm. I need you both to give me charisma saving throws. Charisma saves. What? Oh, Those dang. Uh oh, uh oh, uh oh. Come on, Reed. Uh, that is a dirty 20. Ooh, nice. Uh, 15 for me. Your conversation is a, a low one between the two of you. You're not necessarily having to shout over uh, a bar. The, the music here isn't raucous. It's low and sonorous. So mm. your, your conversation can be private even though this bar is full of people. True. But as you wonder after the opinions of your companions, you both feel this strange shift for a heartbeat. Sid, you feel as though you are underwater. There's this just intense sense of drowning, as though you can't breathe, as though liquid is pouring into your nose, into your mouth. It makes you panic for just like half a second. Grawl, you feel the same thing, but it's weirdly comforting. And then it passes mm -hmm. as soon as it's come. Oh, wow. That is some strong tequila. Okay, I was... Uh, it, no, no, okay. Hang on. Han, you felt it too? What? Felt like uh, I was like, drowning for a second? Yeah, 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 yeah. Wait, you felt that's that? Not, yeah, no, that's okay. we're, we're not having like an in sync moment of tequila drunkenness. That that doesn't happen very often. I mean, have you tried the cactus juice? It kind of yeah. fell a lot like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, cactus <laughs> juice, good. Anyways, um, I don't know if that was a good thing. I'm gonna. Uh, can I look around the bar? Sure. Yeah. And yeah, I'd look. like to look around too. Give me a perception checks. Sixteen? Uh, Eighteen. Ooh. You both look around and there doesn't seem to be any difference in the bar around you. But, as you look around, you look to the end of the bar itself and you can see Creed, his eyes fixed on his glass. And he has this just haunted look on his features. Hey, girl. Mm -hmm. Can you look at him with your Eldritch sight? Yeah. I, I do it. Okay. Seems perfectly normal. The only magical things in here are the 
items you have on your person, the the sword and scroll you still have yet to identify, the uh right. yeah, all the magic items on your personage. Hmm. 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 Okay. After a um, second, Creed will shake himself and just down his glass and then stand up and kind of announce to the the bar in, in general, but he's specifically talking to the barkeeper that uh he's gonna call it a night. Is the bar closing? No. Or he's just he's, he's, the, he's, he's just... the owner, he doesn't work yeah. here. Yeah. Well, no, I mean like I just didn't know if he was like, okay, bar's closing down for the night. Nope. Um just nope. No. Okay. he just tells the guy who's working that he's going home. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Tirza, cherish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're heading towards Iron Strike Metalworks. Um Cherish, you're on foot and uh <laughs> Tirza is still on reindeer back i mean if tears is not gonna get off the reindeer i'll get back on like <laughs> no no I'll, I'll get off the reindeer it's fine we can walk together it's fine i <laughs> i just <laughs> i'll get off <laughs> so the two of you make your way towards the south or southeastern edge of town towards the the forge there and along the path, you can see that there are people who will occasionally stop and start to applaud for you as you're moving. The The rumors of what you've done, the story is quickly passing through the town. And there are more than a few people that you know, Cherish, who, are, who will stop you on the street and say, Oh, you did such a good job, Cherish. Thank you. You know, just happy to help. <laughs> Cherish is so uncomfortable. And more than a few people bowing to tears as saying, Miss Cloakbearer. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'll just, I'll nod back, but it's like the most uncomfortable nod. <laughs> okay. Eventually. I can't be rude, even if I'm sad. <laughs> Eventually you reach Iron Strike Metalworks. The forge isn't running. There doesn't seem to be anyone home. Hmm. Where do you think she is? Well, she might be at the cult shot, but I'm going to go inside and just see. Okay. Um, I'll... I need a minute. I'll I'll wait out here. Okay. Yeah, going inside, the house seems empty. Uh, there is no note, but it was locked up. It's not like the place is shuttered. It just seems like Calpin's not here. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I walk back out and... Yeah, she might be at the cold shot. Um, Before you do wanna that, wanna go, Tirza, as you're outside alone. Mm-hmm. Um, Sadagar, around your shoulders, radiates with concern. He seems to be worried about your inner turmoil in all of this. 
Yes. It's it's fine. I'm fine. I just I want to know what's going on. I can't handle going into everything blindly like we've been <laughs> He surges with enthusiasm mingled with curiosity. I know. I know you'll help me. We're going to figure out what it, what what's happening and we're going to stop it. And there's resoluteness but also questioning as though maybe stopping it isn't the answer. Or at least okay. that's Sadagar's opinion. Mm -hmm. Something about this revelation has awakened something in the cloak. There's been long stretches of time in which he hasn't really reacted to anything. He's always there for, like, a comforting squeeze or a, uh, a gentle nudge of encouragement, but as opposed to Stormpiercer or Maz, Sadagar is a very sedate Forge Bond item. And that's not necessarily a strange thing. There are plenty of Forge Bond items that don't necessarily communicate as robustly as others do. But something about the information you're beginning to learn has sparked some newfound energy in the cloak. You, It's just a marked, like, he seems more lively. Huh. Cherish, you come back outside, having found no trace of Calc and Iron Strike. Mm. She's so not here. She's probably at the cult shot. I don't know if you're if you're feeling up to that. I at least want to go say hi. Of course, yeah, I'll come with you. As you move back through town, basically in the way you came, you can see that there are more and more people rushing about, sort of spreading news of what's happened. There's... The mayor's story is making its rounds really, really quickly. It seems as though people are not only spreading rumors about what happened down at the, the cultist encampment, they're talking about how the Ettensons were killed, but at this point the Ettensons beat you back to town, so they've started telling stories themselves about how you defeated all the, the devils at their farm. Um, and they are basically corroborating that, yeah, the devils were just pouring out of this place, um, and it wasn't necessarily the cultists. Um, so there is a lot flying around and it all seems to be centered on the four of you who have just rolled into town like old West heroes and cleaned up the fiends. Fuck yeah. Coming back towards the center green, or do you, I mean, you don't, with your horses, it's tough to move through side streets. Um, That's true, yeah. We probably would have to go through the center green. Or, I mean, go that way. Soth seems 
loathe to move anywhere near where the mayor might be, though coming back into the center green, you see that the mayor has departed his entourage with him. The crowds have dispersed. You can see that there is still a small gathering near the side gazebo that you saw the first presentation of Preacher Pain on, or at least Grawl and Sid saw them there. And you can see that Danjo Deepseam is having some kind of conference with not only his children, but a few other townsfolk. They're just having a low conversation. There's not, like, shouting or rabble-rousing going on, but there's definitely some kind of heated discussion happening. That's probably not great. The... Uh, Dagon's there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um... As can I like Dogard and others? Yeah. yeah. Can I like make kind of like meaningful eye contact with Dagon? Uh, Dagon will note your passing, as will a few of the other deep seams, and they will nod at you as you pass. Okay. And you can kind of overhear a, a bit of this conversation as you're moving past, and it seems as though uh, Danjo is kind of dejectedly admitting that the four of you did good and defeated the demons and is still working some angle that this was all like the mayor's ploy to try to curry favor with the town, but no one's kind of buying into it and he seems to have lost a lot of steam. I mean, he should have made the public aware of it, but that's fine. It's fine. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Eventually, you find your way to the called shot. You can hitch your post, hitch your horses outside. And moving in, you can see that there is a uh, a decent hoot nanny happening. Even though you're getting into like mid afternoon, there are people celebrating, and uh, there is a cheer that comes up as you enter. Um. <laughs> and at the center of everything is Kalkin Ironstrike kind of looking like she's been sort of just dragged into this tide as people congratulate <laughs> her over like raising such a great daughter um, awesome it's like maybe she tried to get out of this bar when you rolled into town but people kept handing her drinks um, you know and she gives you sometimes. like a big wide awkward smile as you enter and you can see the her cheeks are really blotchy and she's clearly pretty deep in her cups at this point. <laughs> yeah. Oh my Church god. She's just sort of like Yeah, you know, it's, <laughs> it's just how it be sometimes. Yeah. And as you come in, Rosanna will bustle up towards you, kind of like fending back a lot of the uh, people who are rushing forward to ask you questions and congratulate you, but uh, sh she'll fend back most of the crowd and say, oh, Cherish, I'm, I'm glad you're here. Your mom's been worried sick about you. She hasn't left her bar stool in a day and a half. Oh, Mom. That's not healthy. The doctor talked to you about that. <laughs> From across the bar, uh, you can hear Kalkin's booming voice say, That's my daughter! <sighs> I'll, I'll take her home. 
<laughs> and Rosanna kind of like takes your hand and pats it and says, that would probably be for the best. Yeah. <laughs> I love I love Calcon, don't get me wrong, but I can't afford new tables every single month. <laughs> I know. I know. Okay, and Cherish starts kind of like elbowing her way through the crowd. <laughs> like, all right, mom, let's go home. You goober. Tirza, as you're entering this place and casting around, I need you to give me a perception check. Yep. Do I have to, though? <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah, it's true. If you don't want to, you don't have to. Well, I roll. I I just did, and you know, and you know what I rolled? A one. I rolled a one. Oh. Okay. So yeah, you are taken aback by the 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 drunkenness being displayed by Calgan Iron Strike. It is very unbecoming. Nate said, "Would be horrified. So horrified." Or she would laugh. I honestly don't know anymore. <laughs> Based on the netta that you know, she would be dour and ashamed. Yeah. But, I don't know. This, yeah. <clears throat> you're, yes, you've learned in your time talking to Kalkan that there are many sides to netta that you did not know existed. Yeah. Do you... The, um, I'm sorry, I, I lost like, the first part make of that. A... Oh, Cherish, do you, do you want me to, and then I, like, make a, like, make a lay on hands gesture? Um, as, as long as you don't do it too much, last time you did it too much, it started raining. Oh, no, 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 just, just to sober her up a little. Yeah, in point of fact, last time Tirza did it too much. She broke the tides of hell as they washed over the fleeing cultists. Oh, that's yeah. true. That was definitely the last time. Yep. I think fun, Cherish. Fun I, I think won't Cherish do that. Say that one on purpose. <laughs> um. Yeah. Tears. Tears. Still gets like flustered and like. Uh, uh, no, no, no. I just mean, like, just a quick one. Yeah, I mean, it'd be better than carrying her home. Yeah. So you I'll, go I'll up spend and... ten points. Alright. And you burn the alcohol out of her system in a sudden rush. And Kalkin is suddenly violently sober in the middle of the crowd <laughs> at the cold shot. It's probably not that pleasant. No, it's very unpleasant, in fact, as you hopscotch right over the hangover and into sobriety. Um, <laughs> there is a, a violent reconsidering of uh, what light does to an eye and how the body feels about just walking. Um, <laughs> oh, no. And so, Kalkin, who was already leaning on Cherish as you were attempting to get her out of here, uh, staggers suddenly. Ugh. And the weight of her bears you down, but you barely manage to, like, keep to your oh, feet. Boy. <laughs> oh, I, I'm I'm sorry. I, I, uh... It's okay. I wasn't 100% sure what was gonna happen anyway, so 
It's all good. And Can you help me, though? Calcum <laughs> isn't, isn't ragdolling or anything. She'll slowly stand up using Cherish and Tears as supports, and she'll say, Oh, oh, whoa, wow, okay, okay. Um, uh, hi, girls. Um, hey. Oh, uh. Let's get you home. Yeah, yeah, that 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 would be for the best. Um, I'm I'm really sorry. I've only ever done that once before, and that was to Sid, and that was kind of an emergency because cactus juice and. Um, right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, there was some cactus juice in there as well, so that yeah, that's <laughs> probably for the best. Um, but yeah, let, let's get, let's get out of here. And yeah, you're you leave the called shot to a chorus of cheers and somewhat disappointed, like, oh, the heroes are leaving. And as you come... I drank one of Mixer's potions. I can't drink for a while. (laughs) And literally everyone in the bar goes, oh. (laughs) I got, like, 20 more days till I can drink again. It's okay. (laughs) Yes. Quite literally everyone in the bar understands. Yeah. (laughs) Except for maybe one person. One person. <laughs> but, but we are we're that. power walking. We're power walking away from him. <laughs> so as you get outside, Kalkin, who really doesn't need your support anymore, is nonetheless gonna stay close to you, Cherish, and kind of just like grab you around a shoulder and hold you close, and in a a husky way, she'll say, "I am really glad you're back, though." too I was uh, not gonna lie re- real worried about you cherish that was um you, you put on the big adventuring pants for this one I think yeah it, it, it the other times and she's kind of saying this as you're wandering down the street uh leading your mounts because they can't I mean soth could technically uh carry Calcum, but Calcum really doesn't trust riding soft. Um and she'll say during the the trials and stuff, um, there was nothing really I could do about it. Uh you were just gone, but this time I uh I watched you walk out the door. could have come with you but I didn't and it's been a rough couple of days um <laughs> but you're back and you did it and you won and full boy and she you see tears kind of like forming at her eyes and um she's kind of like patting herself down as though she's looking for something and she'll kind of grab at the goggles around her neck and nod to a voice you can't hear. Yeah. And she'll say, I'm just real proud of you. Thanks. And she'll let you go and throw an arm around you now, Tirza, and say, <laughs> I'm proud of you too. Tirza. <laughs> weeping. <laughs> you kept Cherish safe. You kicked some ass. You came out winners. Oh, did she kick some ass? Let me tell you. <laughs> and as you walk back home, you regale Kalkin with some ass-kicking tales. 
as you do, I need you both to make charisma saving throws. Okay. Uh, you have a plus to that as well, plus two. From me to yeah. you. Yeah. God, it's still only a 13, though. Yeah, I also... Um, mine's a 10. Okay. For a brief moment, there's this sudden locking of both of your joints. You freeze in place. Not because your bodies stopped working, because the universe stopped working. For half a second, physics does not function. For half a second, the laws of your muscle and bones and the exchange of oxygen and everything normal with the world breaks down. For half a second, everything is chaos. And your body begins to panic as the atoms begin fraying at the ends of your DNA everything begins to break down in sudden, maddening confusion, and then everything's normal again. Did you feel that? Yes. What was that? I don't know. Calkin will stare at you both. She, no time has passed. She just looks at you and says, what, what, what happened? Stopped. What stopped? Everything. It was like... Uh, did the boys tell us that they were going to the Soul Regret? No, I think they just wandered off and then found a bar. Yeah. 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 That sounds like them. Hmm. Um, fuck. <laughs> Recovering you... from that moment of raw entropy, chaos, fraying, whatever it was, you eventually find your way back to Iron Strike Metalworks, shaken by the experience. Sid, Grawl, your night passes without any further incident. You get drinks, you enjoy each other's company bonding over the fact that this weird, bizarre life that you've stumbled into is as good as either of you could hope for it to be, given your circumstances. Obviously, there are changes that you would have liked to have seen. Perhaps a gauntlet <laughs> strapped to your arm. Perhaps a mother still alive at home. But given the paths you've walked, this is pretty sweet. Yeah. Tirza and Cherish, back at Iron Strike Metalworks, you're calmed with some soothing tea, trying to describe and figure out exactly what happened to you. There are no answers 
in either of your minds. Instinctively, Cherish, you reach out to that other awareness that you've always turned to when asking questions of the strange and the arcane, and it is still silent. Shit. Worryingly so. <sighs> and I think it is there that we are going to take our break. <laughs> and when we return... We shall have our first day of rest and relaxation in the idyllic town of Blue Gulch. Hooray! A list of invitees to the summit at the Bulwark of Bone, as written by Zenerva Arkentol, the Old Mage. Invited and confirmed. Cherish Ironstrike. Tirza Cloakbearer. Grawl. Sidian Emberlight, Ezekiel von Zorovich, Pyrescale, Darren Dunn, Alris Axehart, Brine Lady Lanado, Greenvane. Invited but unable to attend, Camion Arkentol, Valor Frisdange, Judah Sunpalm. The Cot Bayoon. Puck, the Prince of Fools. Invitations pending location. Talila Bleachtongue. The Wise One. Invitations rescinded permanently. The Fractal Man. The Duskwalker. And welcome back to Material Components. When last we left our heroes, they had been welcomed back to Blue Gulch as conquering heroes. And now they find themselves on the evening of a well-deserved rest. Cherish and Tirza, back at Ironstrike Metalworks. Sid and Grawl, where does your evening end? Um. Uh, Listman, you're um. muted. So, thank you. Uh, that's the <laughs> trick. Do we end up at the call shot? Now, obviously, it's a bit more lively, a bit more exciting, but I'm enjoying this mellow experience. What do you think, Grawl? Where do we end up? Um, the, the real question is, how much do we drink? Hmm. That is a good question. I think it's more than we... I don't think we're thinking about it beforehand, so it's probably... Probably more than a few. Enough definitely to affect us. Um, how strong are the 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 tequila drinks? They're as strong as you want them to be, my friends. Um, they're definitely the kind of drink that an, an older person might drink because they don't give a shit anymore. Yeah. Like how my grandma drinks straight gin. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. I mean... I drink straight whiskey, but uh, I mean, yeah. you're also yeah. old. I'm also an old man. Uh, <laughs> Why are we old? <laughs> Why? Uh, hey, Grawl. Yeah. You want to go to the cold shot? If we get into a fight, if we get into a fight, I just want you to know I will have your back for a while, but if we start losing, I'm dipping super hard. I mean, okay? we're not going to lose. We're amazing. I'm but I just I want that in your brain. It's already if I gone. Give you a, if I give, uh, 
You're already gone. You're right here. What are you talking about? Let's go. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> okay. This should end well. <laughs> it's going to go great. That's so good. I just, I the the movie version of this, when you inevitably get into a bar fight, is just mm-hmm. intercut with Tirza and Cherish having a very good heart-to-heart over tea. <laughs> <laughs> So I guess I leave it to the two of you. Are there any scenes in particular you want to have happen, or do we just cut to your massive hangovers the next day? I want us to attempt to duel with chairs. Chairs? That's it. Like, at at some point, well, no, no, no. At some point during the night, that happens. Like, how about bar stools? (laughs) Yeah, okay, bar stools. Cool. Done. Okay, cool. That happened. Yeah. Uh, a quick cut of two bar stools clashing as uh, War of or uh, Battle of the Heroes from Revenge of the Sith plays in the background, and just uh-huh. like, da, ha, 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 and then we cut to the next morning. <laughs> Rosanna, wow. with a heavy sigh, loading up her crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, the two of you find yourself in an alley, having been unceremoniously dumped there from a wheelbarrow. Um, it, it it is a comfortable alley, if that makes any difference. It's not the worst alley I found myself in. There's like piles of garbage that we can sleep on. It's nice, God. soft. So eventually, I think the two of you find your way back to Iron Strike Metalworks for some semblance of breakfast. Morning. Good morning. <laughs> what did you guys do last night? We had tea. It was lovely. Yeah. 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 Me. We. Us too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. I mean, we, is there we like drank a bunch of stuff that started with a tea? <laughs> That's true. Uh, is there like? Uh, can you direct me to the restroom so I can clean myself off? I think I have, like, a layer of filth on me. There's, like, probably a wash basin out back. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, cool. that is about what I thought. Works for me. And Sid heads that way. An outhouse, a wash basin, and an outdoor shower connected to a water barrel. Cool. Yeah. Can be heated by the forge, but isn't currently. It's fine. <laughs> It's one of those old school showers where you have to pull the handle and then the water will come out of the spigot above you and it only goes for as long as you hold the handle down. Yeah. I spend way too long figuring out how to use it. (laughs) And it's freezing cold. Yeah. (laughs) So Sid quickly sobers up. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Cherish uh, contemplates being like, I can pour some of the hot water from the tea in there if you want. But she's like, no, no. (laughs) Kalkin is more than happy to get all manner of stories from your adventures south though she is respectful of any of the uh, less savory parts you wish to hold to yourself having been an adventurer herself she knows that while the edges of the stories can be worn away with time until they just sound like some grand adventure. The direct aftermath of them is generally a lot more painful. Yeah. So she is very respectful of whatever you want to tell her, but she is eager for stories. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, again, if we could just avoid the, the unceremonious murder I committed, that'd be cool. <laughs> Did you say that out loud? I don't <laughs> no, say that out loud. Not. <laughs> uh, she mutters uh, it under her breath. <laughs> obviously. How about the murder? Uh, I think that uh, I do tell her about like hey uh, my terrible father like wants to know who you are or whatever is is was curious is curious about who raised me so like be on the lookout I guess uh, she notes that with <laughs> Some concern. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, it's a concerning thing. Uh, and she asks, she definitely asks, what gives you that impression? Uh, well, there's this. Just, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying my best to not just be mean to him all the time. But he makes it so difficult. But I have this imp, and now I have this imp. I'd, he's probably floating around here somewhere, but, um... Speaking of which, did you, uh, uh, learn yourself up on the Find Familiar spell? I did, I did. Um, I guess my only question is, like, am I gonna have to say his friggin' name every time I want him to show up? I think that is gonna come down to the relationship you develop with the lesser. Right, exactly. Like, I just, I want this to work. I want <laughs> this to work. <laughs> As of right now, he is perfectly content to remain invisible and unseen. Yeah, and if, you know... Hmm? If not as far away as possible. Hmm. Yeah. Did you... Did you tell us about that? Or Good is... Question. I mean, I guess we know now. <laughs> yeah. So Yeah, I mean, it's definitely not something that Cherish was trying to keep a secret, just, like, wasn't gonna tell you guys until it, like, or, like, was planning to tell you guys, and, like, oh, now everyone, right now everyone's in the same room, so this is as good a time as any. And when you explain the situation, Kalkan will be concerned at first, but then kind of nod and say, yeah, I mean, that sounds... Uh, she'll look awkwardly over at Sid and say, Your dad had a familiar, I guess is the term. Yeah, the the pseudo dragon or whatever. Yeah. Fairy dragon, one of those. Fairy dragon. Gotcha. His name was Puck. Aww. Oh, I love it. <clears throat> <laughs> 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 I've been in far too many microgony campaigns to trust <laughs> to trust what I just heard, but okay. <laughs> Sid takes it at face value. <laughs> so um yeah, I mean look, he's like a devil, right? Yeah. Just uh don't go making any deals. Yeah. That's like Basically, all I know about devils is don't it's make pretty good. It's a pretty good rule of thumb. I mean, technically, you know a lot about at least one devil. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess I also know how to 
change their diapers and sew oh, some clothing and oh that's so cute. Oh my god! And <laughs> Calkin gets this big shit-eating grin on her face. Is like, yeah, I guess oh, I also know how to oh prepare food for them and make sure they oh, go to bed on time. And yeah, you're oh. an expert. Yeah, you probably know more about devils than all of us, actually. <laughs> I'm a, I'm, is, a, I'm a regular expert. This is untenable. <laughs> uh, Don't know how to keep him from sneaking out, though. Well, oh, as shit. hey, devils are a wily bunch. <laughs> <sighs> and they're not nearly as sneaky as they think they are. Well, <laughs> look... That's definitely true. <laughs> so, you have the day in front of you. You have at least two more days before you need to leave to head to the Bulwark of Bone if you're going to make the summit in a timely fashion. Yeah. Did we hear how long it takes to get there? Seven days. Seven days, okay. Seven days. Yeah. <laughs> Which is two days from now. <laughs> so yes, you have two days within the Blue Gulch or surrounding environs to do whatever you wish. Uh, talk to whoever you want, go see anybody, take care of any business you might have, or hell, you could just head out early and get to uh, go see the Hobgoblins early if you want to. Yeah, I was going wow, to say, if we if we show up early, are they going to be pissed? They're probably going to be pissed if They're we show up early. It's going to be very pissed. polite. <laughs> um, vote yeah, no, let's not do that. that. <laughs> um, if, if we go at all. <laughs> yeah, if anything. That is also an option, <laughs> I suppose. Yeah. Uh, um, I think, I mean, Cherish definitely, like, at some point, whether in front of all y'all or not, like, asks Kalkin, like, is that mad at me? And when you ask that, Kalkin will sort of button up a little bit and say, I'm not gonna lie to you. Yeah, he was mad. But, I mean, I straightened him out. Made sure he didn't follow you. I think he understood. But. And she'll give you kind of a. Not a, a disapproving look, but it's just like she knows how hard decisions like this can be. She's made enough of them in her life and she's seen other people make them. And she says. It was for the best. If. Based on everything you said, if he'd been dragged along, odds were good he would have gotten hurt. Exactly. I just... Honestly, if he never... If he just never wants to speak to me again, I get it. Oh, boy. You too. No! Good lord! Cherish! And... For the first time in a while, Kalkin is like, not angry at you, but she's angry at your behavior a little bit. It's like, you dumb kids, no! 
He said the damn same thing. And you should definitely talk to him. I don't know if Tears is there or not, but I say that. No, we're there. Oh, yeah. We're very, 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 very much there. Sit in the background. No, we're here. We're here yeah. for this. Yeah, this is great. Did he, is he still in town or did the. He struck north, I think. I think he went to go meet up with the Edge Masons, but I don't know. It's not like I followed him out of town. I made sure he didn't head after y'all, but I'm not quite sure where the Edge Masons are bound. He seemed to have some idea, though. Maybe up at some past tower? Maybe. Hell, he might have just gone to go stay with his parents. Yeah. Um, do they live at the the St. Cuthbert's thing? No, they have a house no. in the northeastern quadrant of town. Okay, damn. That ruins my joke I was going to make, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> that's the, mo the most important part of that was my goof. Uh, <laughs> I think I'll go there first and still here. Uh, what else do you have? Do you all have planned? We can abstract this. We can have scenes. It's up to y'all. You have two days to do whatever you like in Blue Gulch before any kind of deadline is beset upon you. Hmm. Well, um, I know a couple things I'd like to do at some point before we leave. It doesn't have to be necessarily done right now, but I would like to go to. Uh, Duskwalker import and export TM. Yes. At some point. Yeah, we we should go at some point. You do For have sure. a couple of magical items that need to be identified, mm -hmm. I believe. Yeah. yeah. I, gotta attune. I keep forgetting to attune to my watch. That is something you should probably do. Yeah. Oh, I think I still need to attune to the wand, too. Probably. Does yeah. the wand require attunement? I'm not 100% sure. It does. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. almost certain it does. Oh, we'll double so, check just to be sure. So do we want to go shopping first, or do we want to take care of stuff? Like, solo stuff first? Um, yes, One of Wonder does require two. Okay. I don't think they wrote that. It didn't, but that's okay. Um, it doesn't matter to me. Um, what do you think, Roll? I mean... It, either we go talk to people and find out that we need more stuff or we need certain <laughs> items or we go shopping now and get the things that we think we need. Well, is there anybody you need to talk to? Not off the top of my head. You might want to talk to the mayor. Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea. Yeah. Um, Tirza, Sid, any specifics you wanted to accomplish in town? I mean, yeah, I have something I'd like to do. Um, I have one thing that I need 
probably need to get done. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, uh, how would you like to handle this? We can break it down to scenes. We can have the group trolling around. It's up to it is up to you, my main characters. Uh, I'd be fine with with the scene. Okay. Um, I would like to seek out Morgana. Um, Morgana. Yes. Okay. Easy enough. Um, I'll say doing so is probably going to take up a a decent chunk of your day. It is now the 29th of Shade as oh. you enter this day. Yes, 29th of Shade. So tracking her down involves asking around town, seeing if anyone's seen her Vardo on the outskirts, and then mm -hmm. when you get a general idea of where it is, it is then a matter of actually tracking it down. Yeah. So uh, if you could give me a persuasion roll followed by a survival roll. We will see how long this takes you. You do find Ooh. her eventually, but I just want to see exactly see how, how much of this okay. day it takes you. Uh, persuasion is 12. Uh, that's a bad roll. Let's try survival. <laughs> uh, survival is uh, 22. <laughs> okay. So, in fact, most of the day is spent just asking around, and the problem is, is you keep getting bogged down by people wondering after Sid Emberlight, the, right, the hero yeah. who saved Blue Gulch. It's more people, of a myth, really, than a man. People asking <laughs> for first-hand <laughs> accounts of the story, and your insatiable ego succumbing to some <laughs> of these... Uh, Hangers on. Well, I mean, it'd be a shame not to sort of explain my exploits. I obviously the mayor got a few things wrong and I need to clear. But um, exactly, yeah. like, I, I, <laughs> you keep I, you keep getting direct answers of like, oh yeah, I just saw her. She was right there, and then you get bogged down by telling stories, and by the time you get there, she's moved. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Are there oh, thank any? You so much for the are there any specific pieces of the story you wish to embellish? I I feel like highlight is a better word, <laughs> That's not necessarily. Sure. Uh -huh. <laughs> Whatever um, makes you feel better, dog. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I he's not gonna mention. He's not really gonna talk about the Edinson farm too much. Um, uh, other than I, I did not ask about what you're leaving out. I'm asking. Yeah. If Sid is trying to tinker with the story that is floating around right now. I th I think he's not trying to like because the story that's floating around is pretty vague and bold. And if you want to add any foibles to it, now is the time while it's still cooking in the oven, as it were. <laughs> um, the uh the four of us uh. Uh, jumped into the fray and fought back an army of devils without even uh, without even a, a second uh, uh, chance to to take back our decision. So mm. we just jumped into the fray, um, saved as many people as we could, um, and yeah, sealed up the okay, sealed up the rift. So your 
your thoughtless daring is encouraged in these stories. Your yes. ability to act under pressure at the uh, without a moment's of hesitation. Right, and I I probably play up my plan that I came up with that worked kind of well. Okay. I, I I I emphasize the parts that were leave out the. What uh, plan was that? Um, you you came up with a plan? <laughs> yeah. Now he did. Uh, as far as the people of Blue Gulch are concerned, yes, I did. And it was a good one. Okay. So, yes, uh, uh, by the time that is all done, I will say that it is mid to late afternoon by the time you track down Old Morgana's Vardo, that large cabin-esque construction on four blocky wheels, not drawn by any visible creature. I uh, knock on the door. It's that low, dull thump, thump, thump of a very solid wooden door that you knock on, and there's no response. Hello? Morgana? As you shout out, you hear a, a muffled, like, ah, ah, and like a, a low, like, crashing sound from inside. And then there's like a, a, a scrabbling and you hear like locks being thrown and finally the door cracks open. It's that big, thick, almost like nearly foot thick door. And you see her big black eye out the side of her head sort of peeking out her arachrocra feathers molting around her eyes. And she'll stare at you and go, oh, um, huh, uh, all right. Um, uh, uh, sorry. Um, one second and the door will close. Sure. No. You, you no hear rush. more shuffling from inside. It's this long moment of Sid kind of just foot up on the the stair leading up to the door. Mm -hmm. Nothing really happening, and then suddenly the door I'm is flung. My, I'm picking at my finger nails with with a dagger or something. I don't know. And uh, Storm will ask you. So what are we doing here? Uh, I'm checking in on a few people. Uh, Morgana has uh, not not just him. Okay, uh -huh. sure. I'm also seeing how Cesario is doing. I'll have you know. Ah, you're not dead, Dad. <laughs> oh shit! <sighs> hey. damn spicy sword today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, feeling a little spicy today, <laughs> Stormpiercer? No, I just appreciate the way you thoughtlessly leap into battle, protecting the innocent. <laughs> it's not totally wrong, Stormpiercer. It's pretty wrong. Is it? Did yes. I not? Did I not leap into battle? You leapt straight mm. into battle against the okay. wrong people. Well, oh. Oh, shit, I left that out. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I guess I did forget about that Mm-hmm. Well, maybe the next person I run into, I'll about that part. I'm sure. <laughs> and that's when the door opens. And old Morgana is, like, settling her big dark robe over her like molting form and she'll say ah um welcome welcome uh sorry i this is very odd i wasn't expecting you yeah i, I kind of dropped in sorry about that 
not at all. It's it's not that. It's just in my line of work, I I don't really have unintended guests. This is very strange. Huh. Uh. Well, I guess you can tell me more about it when I step in, and I step in. Um, <laughs> and she's just like, oh, okay then. <laughs> uh, thank and you. As you do, you can see the, the lamps are lit with that like dull, low red flame. Um, it's less of the, the creepy vibe you got, and more this place feels a little bit more lived in right now. There's okay. some shutters that you hadn't noticed before open to let in daylight. Um, uh, okay, gotcha. There, there is clearly uh, what you thought was an alchemy station before is clearly like a place where she makes meals. And there's like the remnants <laughs> of an oatmeal pot on the little stove in the back. Mm-hmm. She goes for an aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. Which has been disrupted in this moment. Oh, shoot. Well. As like you um, see a, a a set of knitting needles resting on the uh, resting on the large armchair in the back, and what is a very floral patterned, brightly colored pastel quilt being made back there is uh, on display. It's a it's a lovely quilt you're making there. Uh, yes, I'm making it for one of my daughters. Oh. Does she, uh, does she live in the city? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, most Arachrocra don't live in the city. We we do work around town, but, uh, it's the open skies for us, mostly. Is there, is there like, um, uh, a place in the valley that Arachrocra are from specifically? Or are they, are you got are Arachrocra just from all over? Oh, we're from all over. I mean, originally yeah. our people are from the elemental plane of air. Huh. Those that dwell in the valley are those that were rescued by the old mage when magic yeah. went mad. Right, 500 years ago. Um, interesting. I just, I haven't seen a lot of Aarakocra, uh in Stormhaven. So it's, it's a, it's, the it's a nice one. change. It's the smog. Yeah, no, that's fair. I've noticed uh, going out into the valley, the air is just so much cleaner. It's 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 nice. It really is. Yeah. Um, anyways, I... Um, but I don't suppose you came here to talk about air quality. No, no, not specifically. No. Um, I had a, a purpose, uh, if that's all right. Uh, did, were you able to get another crystal ball from from our good, good friend, Omatep? Oh. Yes, um, and she'll gesture towards her little table in the center of this place, and you'll see a, a much fancier crystal ball than was here last time. This one is probably the size of a uh, like a children's soccer ball, like one of those miniature soccer balls that you oh get around, God. as opposed to like just the grapefruit size one she had before. Wow! It's on this fine filigreed silver sconce. You upgraded. Well, it, the deal was too good to pass up. Oh, I know how it goes. I know how. It um, yes, I, um, if it is all right with you, uh, I would like to check in on a, a couple of people and I promise that they won't break your crystal ball. Oh, well, I hope, I dearly hope not. Um, yeah. though I will say, uh, with the upgrade, I, I did manage to get one of the, the newer models. This one gets you sight and sound very new, I'm told. Ooh, that will be cool. That'll be nice. Mm. Um, 
do you have to like set up or anything or or prepare before the process? I'm not super and familiar with it. She'll sort of waddle around the table and wave a hand and go, No, no, most of that's just for show. Oh, yes. And she'll place a hand on the, the scrying <clears throat> orb and say, Remember, we only got three tries at this. Oh, I only need two. Um, the um, first person I would... Do I say who I'm... Or do I just think about it? Sorry, I don't remember how the process works. A lot has happened. Well, I am the one casting the spell, dearie, so I need to be aware of this person. So th thinking about it certainly helps, but honestly, uh, I, I need a, as good of a description as you can give. Right, okay, yeah. Uh, so I'm... I'm The first person is a... Uh, Air Genasi, um, sort of a little bit taller than me. He has long, flowing hair that always seems to be rustling. Um, he has this mm -hmm. smirk on his face. Uh, he, had, he carries a sword um, in, a, in a scabbard. He never draws. He rarely, rarely ever has to draw it. Uh, generally dressed very nicely. Um, any distinguishing facial characteristics? Is uh, trying to remember if he had any. <laughs> now I, as the player, don't. Oh yeah, uh, he he has an eye patch. <laughs> oh yeah, right. yeah. Okay, eye patch. Very good. That'll narrow it down. Yeah. Hmm. All right. So. Let's see what we got here. Air Genasi, Swordy Never Draws, Eye Patch, Flowing Hair, though they've all got flowing hair. That's not exactly new. Um, oh. Let's let's see how we do. Okay, okay. And she'll, like, place her hand on the orb and begin swirling the other hand around it, and you see that this silvery gold mist is wafting within the orb, and it's slowly coalescing into a familiar-looking hall as the image resolves itself you see the large flowing banners of the bard's guild main hall in stormhaven this building is located in hall hill you know that already mm -hmm. cesario is walking down the large pillared entrance to this place. There are banners that hang between the pillars, each of them representing a, a different school of barding. The voice, the string, the drum. As he walks down, he'll tip a hat towards some younger bardling ladies, and they'll sort of just, like, twitter at him as he moves past with a, a, a sharkish grin. Eventually, he enters a door off to the left that seems to be some kind of private study or room. As he enters, this large figure with crossed arms will stand just in front of the door, but will begrudgingly move out of his way. It's this huge... looks like a Goliath with absolutely white skin. Hmm. No speckles or swirls or marbling this creature seems to be made of pure white alabaster stone do they appear to be a member of the bard's guild if they're a member of the bard's guild they're not one that you've seen 
Yeah, I was just about to ask. Hmm. They are dressed in Bard's Gill finery. Interesting. But you don't recognize this albino Goliath. You can tell they're albino based on the shockingly red eyes they have on top of this just shining white skin. Gotcha. Like um, I said, this creature will begrudgingly move out of the way as Cesario moves into the room. He'll move off to the side, and you see that there is a conversation happening in this room, and you can hear it kind of muffled in the background, but what you uh-huh. mostly hear is Cesario going off to the side and hitting on a woman who is sitting there kind of half-heartedly listening to the conversations happening on the other side of the room in front of the fire, and is more paying attention to Cesario. She is a member of the Bard's Guild that you recognize. Hmm. Uh, she is the chief lutist of the Bard's Guild. Wow. Cesario's moving up in the world. And, yeah, this continues for a while. Cesario doesn't seem to be paying attention to the conversation that's happening in this room, but hmm. that's why it's, like, muffled and indistinct in the background. It's The scrying is sharply focused on him. Gotcha. And after a few oh. minutes, uh, old Morgana looks up from the scrying. It doesn't fade, necessarily, and she says, uh, this will keep going for about ten minutes. Uh, oh, okay. Well, we don't need to, like... Uh, we don't need to keep that. Um, yes. Um, there's one other person I would like you to scry on. Um, give me a perception check really quick. Yeah. Too shabby. Uh, 19. Okay. Just as you're saying this, an old Morgan is about to break contact. You'll see someone in the scrying say Cesario's name and he'll look up and the focus suddenly shifts so that Cesario's at the edge of the frame and for the briefest moment before the the scrying is gone, you'll see a quick flash of the leader of the Bard's Guild standing next to a one-armed man in front of the fire. Okay. Did I get a good look at the one-armed man? No. Damn. <laughs> okay. Oops. Okay. It's the man from the, the very first person. That could be cut a, that could be a lot of people, guys. That could be a lot of people. I mean, and, sure. And none of none of them are particularly good. Yeah. <laughs> well, one all oh, one armed Joe is horrible. Uh, yeah, but that wasn't our doing. Exactly. Uh, hmm. Interesting. Okay. Uh, so there's one. Yeah, the other person is an elf. By the I way, think... the, the leader of the Bard's Guild, you would know this, is yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. Tegan Horn Sabbath. That's such a good fucking name. What is, uh,. What is my opinion? Like, we've had, I assume I've had run ins with Tegan. No, in absolutely not. I haven't. I've never been oh. allowed. I mean, you were a, a roadie's assistant. 
<laughs> That's a fair point. <laughs> <laughs> like you were, you were the 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 helping hand of a bodyguard who was a glorified like bouncer. Okay. So the fact that Cesario's in the same room as Master Horn Sabbath means that yeah, he is moving up in the world. Well, good for him. Um. Yeah. Um, is there, do I, is there anything else that I notice or, or is the, is that vision done? I mean, that's what you see right as the scrying is ending. You Great. rolled oh. high enough that you caught that last little image. Cool. Uh, yeah. And so then I begin to describe, uh, Luc- uh Lucidon, I don't name somewhere. Lucidian Lyodon. Lucidian Lyodon. Um, High elf, uh, you know, ears and whatnot. Uh, like inky black hair. Um, his facial structure looks a lot like mine. We're related. Um, he has a fairy dragon um, and a big old glaive, if I'm not mistaken. You are mistaken. I am mistaken. What what weapon does he have? He has a, a long sword. Oh, it's a long sword. Okay. Um, yeah, big old long sword. Um, and he has a, a a scar over one of his eyes. Mm, very, um, very specific. That's, that's yeah, things easy. Um, all right. Let's see what we can do. And as she begins a second scrying, the the gold and silver mist will shift around weirdly. Before it gained distinction and formed into an image rather quickly, now it is. It, it looks like it's trying to form an image, and it'll it'll cling to some vague outline for a moment and then shift away, and then it'll try to reform towards what it is trying to see and then dissipate. It keeps reforming and breaking and reforming and breaking, and mm. old Moragana says, uh, "It's." fighting me what's what is happening and she'll bend her will towards it all the harder and you can see the mist is just like shaking as it's forming into one solid image and you see it only for a brief moment and you get a a quick just vague little scrap of sound and i need you to give me another perception check to see if you can make out what is seen and said here uh, that's going to be a 12 and it will coalesce for a brief brief second you see Lucidian Lydon sitting in a chair that chair is at a curved table and a voice from somewhere nearby says Glimmerwing. And then the image breaks and fades again. And old Morgana will let out a uh, curse in a language that you vaguely know? Because you know bits of Primordial, yes? Yeah. She is speaking vaguely primordial but with a an accent you don't recognize 
It's like can I, can, it's like knowing Spanish and hearing someone speak Portuguese. Gotcha. Can I pick out anything, or is it, or is it just sound of what she's saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, vaguely, she's cursing. Okay, gotcha. She's saying oaths to some uh, elemental lord that you don't know. Like you know, it's a name, but. And you, gotcha. she calls him the Lord of the Seven Winds and curses by his name. Other than that, um, and the, the image breaks, and she'll kind of like re- reel her hand back and say, it, "I don't." Um, she'll look up at you with her big black eyes and shake her beaky head and say, "I don't. I couldn't get a fix. I'm not sure what that was." So that's never happened before? It's never, like, struggled before? Not like that. People can resist a scrying if their will is strong enough. We we saw that happen with your uh, Minotaur friend. Right, yeah. People can become aware that they are being scried on, but this was different. Something else was holding back the magic. Stopping me from gazing at where we sought to gaze. So you couldn't really... You can't really get an uh, idea of where that t- that is? I didn't know where the first place was. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, the... Didn't look... I couldn't really get a good look at it. I just... Him. I heard a voice that said glimpwing, whatever that means. And old Morgana will give you a big old shrug and say, uh, your guess is as good as mine. Right. Well, that's really all I needed. Uh, so thank you again. Sorry about the intrusion. Sure. Just needed to well, check up on people. So look, I, I appreciate the visit. Don't get me wrong. Um, I, I will say it is a little odd. I didn't see you coming. Um, I've got one more scrying left in the ball. You sure there's no one else you want to check up on? Uh, yeah. Look. I, there's a uh, friend of our uh, tiefling, uh, gray-skinned, there's like a tooth that sticks out that kind of gives him a it's like grin yes, a little we, bit. We we checked on him. Uh, oh, we did do that. Back. He was in the God, a lot, of some kind of a fight. lot. A lot has happened. Yes. Um. Valor is. Uh, yeah, Valor is his name. Mm. Well, <laughs> one of honestly, the threadless. I'm aware of this one. On, honestly, I don't know that many. So, um, fair enough. I'm, yeah, I'm good. Okay. Check on Phineas Feinbrook again. <laughs> yeah, no. I've learned my lesson. <laughs> yeah, there's this, this, this uh, wizard or, or with a British accent. No. Um, okay, goodbye now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so you leave old Morgana's and eventually get back to Blue Gulch. Um, during that day, Grawl, Cherish, Tirza, anything you would like to accomplish? Um... I'm gonna go to Jet's Owl. Okay. Yeah. 
you head there then. Um, moving towards the edge of town, you know exactly where the Jets residence is. It is a picturesque white picket fenced uh, one story ranch style house. There is a a wide front yard that is fenced off by a literal white picket fence. Uh, the symbol of St. Cuthbert is stamped into every fence post as though with a branding iron. And there is a large, floppy Great Dane that woofs as you approach and, like, flops and flounces his way towards the front gate. Like, huge, big paws up on the gate, like, going as you get close. Uh, I know this dog's name. What is it? What is it? <gasps> oh, it's Bruiser. Bruiser. Oh, <laughs> <Bad> dog. Yeah. <laughs> Shh, Bruiser, you're going to get me in trouble. And then he gets a little bit quieter and goes, <laughs> There's your good boy. <gasps> um, Bruiser is an old dog at this point. Yeah, he's very old. He's got his face, like, he was a gray dog, but now he basically looks piebald with, like, white all over. Mm-hmm. He's a big old boy, I love him so much. He's got big, droopy, like, flaps of skin kind of hanging over his mm -hmm. eyes at this point and down his jowls. But he's very happy to see you. Mm. Kiss him on his head. Um, does anybody come out when he barks? Uh, you can see that Jet's father is uh, taking a step out onto the porch. Mm, okay. Uh, what is, what time is this? Like morning or like? Uh, if you headed out after everyone broke from breakfast, it's probably, uh, yeah, middle morning. Yeah. Okay. Good morning. Morning. It's good to see you, Cherish. It's good to see you too. And he will walk slowly down the yard and like give Bruiser a pat and. Um, do you remember this guy's name? Uh, the player doesn't. <laughs> uh, Douglas Jet. Douglas. Um, how are you, Douglas? Doing well, doing well. Can't uh, party like we used to for the cotillion. <laughs> Still kind of feeling that one out. Thankfully, I yeah. got the day off, but, uh, doing well, all things considered. How are you? I'm okay. Hmm? Um, is, is Jet here? Well, there's three of them here, actually. <laughs> Which one are you looking after? And he'll give you kind of a, a that's smile. A, that's a... That's a... Vengeance? Hmm. And he'll give you that smile for the brief moment, but then it sort of droops into a frown. And it quickly, his expression turns from pleasure at seeing you to 
knowing and a, a hurtful knowing of the conversation that's probably about to happen. Did Jack come home crying? <laughs> Boy. Sorry, I just said that to make you feel bad, Elliot. I know. <laughs> it's in our contract, I know. <laughs> and he'll give you a, a kind of a wistful look and say, Would you like to come inside? Yes, please. Come on. Ram is up at the orphanage, so no need to fret. Okay. He says as he turns, like not even really looking at you as he says it. Okay, that was like 40% of my fear. (laughs) And he welcomes you inside and uh, gets a glass out of like a really pristine looking kitchen and pours you both a glass of fresh-pressed cider. Um... Not alcoholic, just... Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, he is a... Uh... Actually, he is uh, does not drink, uh, neither... Or, he does not drink under the insistence of his wife. Um... Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he'll hand you the glass and say... Uh, the boy's not here, unfortunately. He left about a day ago. Mom said he might have. Yeah, I tried uh, speaking to Calkin on the matter afterwards, but uh, she was a little indisposed at the time. Yeah. Worrying after you. Though. I seem to have that effect on people. That you do. That you do. Yeah, the boy headed back up to hook up with the Edge Masons. He seemed to think that they'd be missing him. He also seemed to think that wasn't quite sure why I left in the first place. Was wondering if you knew anything about that. <laughs> Sorry, uh, didn't mean to break character there. When we went to the Sun Pass Tower, I didn't even know Jet had joined the Edge Masons. And when I saw him, I I was so excited because I mean we were coming home back home and finally saw a familiar face, and I missed him. I don't think that I'm going to get to have a normal life. And and regardless of how 
much Jack cares about me, if at all. He doesn't deserve to get wrapped up in that. And Mr. Jet takes a long draft from his glass. It's more of a mason jar than a glass, really. And he'll say, You know, when I asked my son why he wanted to join the Edge Masons, he, uh, he wouldn't give me a straight answer. But I think we both can probably guess the reason. Yeah? No. And he'll set his glass down and say, You two known each other since you were in diapers. Now, I know my wife don't exactly... Well, she hasn't exactly been the most supportive of people when it comes to the two of yours relationship. And she's got her head wrapped up in... Well, she means well. <laughs> but... I feel like my son takes after me in a very particular and dangerous way, and that is he has fallen head over heels for a very, very powerful and dangerous woman. And that comes with a whole mess of problems, let me tell you. But, and this is a big but, It's his choice. And I was never going to stop him from doing that. And I was never going to let ramifications stop him from doing that. And I think my son felt like he was never going to be worthy of that powerful, dangerous woman if he spent his life breaking rocks for the deep seams or pulling stumps for the mayor. He's... promised I'd never call him dumb, but... he's so dumb. A bit. And Douglas Jett, who is this man who resembles your half-orc friend in a, a great many ways, uh, not the least of which is in physicality. Uh, Jett has inherited both his mother's girth and his father's just, like, whipcord muscle. And Douglas will give you sort of a, a raw-edged smile and then say 
He's trying to be worthy. And based on you being here, I got the sense that maybe you are too. And as you nod, sniffing back tears. <laughs> it's okay, I'm acting. He'll uh, sit down at the table next to you and maybe push your glass of cider a little bit closer. Yeah. He'll place a, a hand gingerly on one shoulder and he'll say, He was mad when he left, but it'll pass. I think you did the right thing, if it helps. I have a way to get a message to him. Do you think that that would hurt the situation, or...? I don't think talking ever hurt. Especially if you're saying what you feel. Okay. Lord knows the boy ain't a mind reader. He'll laugh. <laughs> Who is? I mean, a lot of people are. It's it's a magic ability that many people you know have. But <laughs> he laughs a, a little bit at that, and it's like, I'm sure. All of that just going straight over his head. Yeah. But yeah, he'll uh, comfort you. For a little while. Um, but yeah, he's... Uh, Douglas Jet is sure that the, the two of you at the very least love each other. And that might not be all that it takes to make a relationship work, but it's a good start. Yeah. I think at some point, Cherish kind of like... You know, stands up and is like... Thank you for talking to me. I have a lot of work to do. No doubt. Though, you might want to slow down a little bit. You did just save the town, after all. Ain't no rest for the wicked. Don't let my wife hear you say that. Yeah. Also, my dad's an earth shovel. She might be right. Okay, bye. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, we're gonna we're gonna save that one for after the vows are said. No, I was um, just about to say post wedding. Post wedding. Post wedding. As you're leaving for the honeymoon. Yeah. BT dubs the guy walking down the aisle. Maybe a lord of hell. He's not invited. Yeah. Why are would you kidding me? That does not mean he won't show up. I know it's going to be the wedding from hell. Cherish is absolutely going to be a bridezilla. <laughs> but it's going to be justified. <laughs> oh, man. Tirza, Grawl, anything you'd like to accomplish with the day? Um, I would like to ask Kalkin about making me some, some uh, javelins to replenish my stock. Yeah, that can absolutely be done. And she will, uh, she can make them for you at no charge. 
or she will try to make them for you at no charge. I'll say yes, but I'm just gonna leave money in random places in her house. <laughs> okay. Then you can mark off however many javelins you want to acquire. Uh, cool. I'm gonna take ten. And then, uh, I guess I have to go talk to what's-his-name. And by what's-his-name, I mean Shikar the Binder. You okay. don't have to do any. Well, I don't want him to, you know, be, be like, I still have to take righteous, holy vengeance on these people who are fine now. I suppose that's fair. So you are off to go do that. Crawl, are you up to anything? Um, I'm basically just, uh, like, waiting to go, um, to, to Duskwalker. Okay. But I don't want to go by myself. I mean, I, right. I'll probably do some, like, uh, see if Kalka needs anything done around the house. She is happy to find work for you. Perfect. If you want to help her out, uh, in the forge, she has some orders that need to be fulfilled and, uh, Two hand, two pairs of hands makes for quick work. Cool. Um, Tirza, you are off to the called shot. Yeah. Okay. Find your way there easy enough. This early in the day, it is less bustling, though there are still plenty of people around. the The large furbolg who works the morning shift is uh, there, making people grits and. Uh, various things on dry toast. Um, he keeps trying to make, like, fancier uh, omelets and, like, some eggs benedict for people, but none of these basic townsfolk want anything to do with the types of breakfasts y'all have been ordering. <laughs> oh, no! It's so good, though. And, yeah, you find your way there, and uh, what do you do? Just go straight to Shikar's room? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I know where it is, so. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'll knock on the door. And right after you knock, you hear a voice from inside say, Enter. <laughs> I'll do that. You open the door, and it's unlocked. Just inside, across from you, sitting on the bed, you see Shikar the Binder, dressed for the road. His pack is set on the bed next to him. Laying across his lap is his large, triple-headed flail. Resting at his waist are the manacles from which he derives his name. His eyes are closed, as if in meditation. I'm sorry, I missed the last part of that. His eyes are closed, as if in meditation, as you open the door and see him sitting there. This tall Goliath, dressed in the, the sandy colors of the Jarashir. You're off, then. 
and his eyes will open. You see those bright green orbs, pure, without pupil. And he will say, My work here was completed. Yes? Yes, uh, good. I mostly... I mostly came to assure you that the people here um, who were taken in by paint were no threat. They were... They were tricked. Um, I just wanted to make sure you knew that. Give me a deception roll. I mean, they were. They didn't... I, I just... I don't know. I genuinely believe that's true. Then so give me a persuasion roll. Cool. They were misinformed, at least. Um. You have information directly contradicting that, but okay. That is an 18. Alright. He will say... They were enthralled by this heretic. They thought that they what they were doing was best for the valley. No more than that. Whatever dark powers that they derived from pain are gone now anyway, so. And pain is dead? Yes. I have heard the stories that have been circulating, but many of them are difficult to parse. There is much hyperbole among the rumors of the townsfolk. Well, anything you hear about a half-elf is blatantly untrue. Um. This is obvious. <laughs> this is slander is what it is. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yes. Uh. I have seen the boy you travel with fight. His skill is far outmatched by his bravado. I, uh, he is quite skilled, but yes, his ego is much bigger. <laughs> uh, either way, yes, he, he's dead. Do you know what lies he was telling the people of this town? He... You brought refugees back. At first I assumed they were prisoners, but they have begun to re-enter the town, the civilization here. I do not know if this is what is best. 
they have been corrupted. The falsehoods spread by this man, this Jeremiah Payne, may have taken deep root. They... They just want to protect the valley. They just want to protect their families. And... Jeremiah Payne told them that if they allowed him to channel his power through them, they could do that. And it it seems to be working. There were devils, and they did seem to be slowed by whatever rituals they were doing. But beyond that, he didn't seem... I don't know how much else he told them. So long as you slew him, that is the best we can ask, I suppose. Yeah, he is slain. Indeed. And Shakar will definitely... There's a, uh, a, a still pregnant beat as his unreadable face stares at you. That's fine. You're very <laughs> unsure if he is picking up on the, the fact that I am being not... Bio mission, yeah. yes. I mean, I'll tell him what happened. That's fine. But yes, there's this long beat where he's just staring at you. And there's a slight <laughs> rustle of chains as his flail shifts ever so slightly. Around your shoulders, Sadagar has a brief moment of panic. And then mistrust. But then Shikar nods and stands up flail tucked under one arm, his other arm scoops up his pack, and he says, I make ready to move to Kathbari and then farther north to the Scaled Council. They must know of what has passed here, and of the further corruption of which you spoke that may well threaten the valley. Of course. You have done good work here, Cloakbearer. I regret that you did not attempt to contact me before addressing this problem. But I understand I... that time was perhaps of the essence. It was. Those among the Thunder Guard are known for swift action. And if some of the stories in this town are to be believed, you acted without hesitation. Your teacher would be proud, I am sure. Uh, 
I um, thank you, Binder. I I appreciate that. I only I only wish to go where Shamaran guides me. Indeed. I am sure her wisdom will guide you to wherever your blows are needed. Yep. <clears throat> um, I will... Oh. I'm sorry? No, go up. Oh, I was just going to say I'll take leave of you. <laughs> He'll say, to where are you bound next that I might tell the council of your movements? Um, the old mage has requested my companion's uh, attendance. Um, we, she also seeks to rout out this corruption, and I will. We go to aid her. That is good. I am sure the skilled council will be very happy to hear that. <laughs> Very well then, Augur Bearer. I take my leave of you. May we meet again before the storm wall falls. <laughs> yeah, I'll like, just step out of his way. <laughs> and he turns to leave. And as he does, a whispering voice in your ear coming from the collar of your cloak says... He knows. That's bad. <laughs> um, and Tirza will just, like, go rigid against the doorframe as he passes. And pass he does. Moving away, you see that his... Once the pack is slung over his shoulder, his offhand settles on the manacles and he tromps into the hallway and down the stairs and out of the cold shot. What do you do? Yeah, I'm going back to I'm going to go back to Ironworks uh, Okay. to have a panic attack. As you are like fixedly walking down the street away from the called shot and away from Shikar the Binder. You are turning a corner and you almost go headfirst into a woman. Like you, you both kind of like scatter backwards and she is knocked to the ground. Oh gosh, I'm I'm terribly sorry. I wasn't uh and I'll help her up. And she's this 
at first you couldn't really make out who or what she was. She has this big, wide cloak that envelops her and sort of makes her indistinct. And this big, huge, flaring hood that covers most of her. And you can see that there is dark hair framed in there, but tucked back into the cloak itself, so it's not spilling out. You can see that the cloak is made of what at first you think is leather, but then, like, as it catches the sunlight, you can see that it's flashing <laughs> scales that drape down along her shoulders. As the hood is thrown back, there are just twin ophidian eyes that stare back at you. Smooth olive skin, a sharp nose. And as you help the woman up, she takes your hands and looks you directly in the eyes and says, We trust you. And then she breaks contact and begins to walk away. I... Wait. Who are you? I... I'm assuming she doesn't answer. She'll turn and look over her shoulder and spare you a very kind smile. And then turn a corner into an alley. Okay. I'll keep heading towards Calkins. Okay. You get back there eventually, and it's around that time that Cherish is wandering back as well. Uh, Sid is nowhere to be found. <laughs> um, but eventually, later in the evening, uh, probably in like late afternoon, Sid wanders back to Ironstrike Metalworks as well. Uh, I, as soon as I see Cherish, uh, I will be like, I'll just give you a rundown of everything that just happened. Okay. Yeah, let's go, like... Let's go sit in my room and talk about it. Okay. <laughs> Let's go talk in our, my room about how sad we are. <laughs> so that happens. Um, mm -hmm. I don't know if that's a scene the two of you want or if it's something we can abstract. Up to you. No, I mean, yeah, it's... It can probably be abstract. It's, yeah, mostly boils down to... Uh... Yeah. Mm -hmm text that Elliot sent me that's just fuck spelled F-U-K. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Grawl. Mm -hmm. As you're working with Kalkin, she is asking you more pointed questions about what transpired with the Realm Scar. It seems as though maybe she is respectful of the the dark edges of what you experienced when Cherish is around, but she wants the story a little bit more raw, and she thinks that you're the person to give that to her. Is it is it like the, oh, I want the details to, like, kind of relive that excitement of, like, a battle, or is it curious as to She wants to know what her was. daughter went through. Oh, okay. Um, it's a yeah, it's a combination will... of like she wants to know exactly how dangerous it is, but also like she was probably never gonna get the really really bad details from Cherish, and that's what she wants, just to know kind of 
in a weird masochistic way that, yeah, her daughter is in a lot of danger, but the fact that she made it out alive means that whatever what was actually the threat and whatever actually happened, Cherish handled it, and she wants those details. She's just trying to gather all the information. That's yeah. Fair. Um, yeah, I will, I will recant, uh, regale mostly. I will re, yeah. re, 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 re. taking back something you hear right. on the wind. Cool. Regale. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. There, there's, a, there's a word somewhere. Cherish feels somebody using the wrong word <laughs> and yells out the window. You're, you're muted dog. I hit the wrong button again. Um, I will regale from uh, uh, the galing wind to tell me that uh, I'm using it wrong, um, which is fine, which is normal for me. Call um, it the grammar wind. <laughs> it only happens down here. Um, yeah, uh, mostly the details of the battle itself. Uh, I'm not going to go into details about uh, like what jeremiah Payne was doing specifically like mm -hmm. anything about him other than like yep they were trying to stop the bad things okay all right well uh kalkin is very appreciative of you being forthright with her and it does a lot to win you back into her good graces hooray um, she is also very grateful that you were there to help protect her daughter as well Well, great. That takes away the scene I was going to do. That's right. <laughs> Why? What were you going to do? Oh, I was going to, like, start talking to her about, like, uh, hey, uh, like, I'm really appreciative of you taking me in and all that fun stuff. I hope you're okay with me protecting your daughter and whatnot. But, nope, she's cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's appreciative of it. She's also, like, I don't know. She still is a little wary about you. You get that sense. She just gets the, she also gets the sense that of the four of you, you're the one that most aligns with sort of what her role was in the old guard. Like you've got the big sword and basically her read on you is like, you're the guy who does the smashing. I do that. I do that from time to time. Mm -hmm. Not totally incorrect. Yeah. Um, oh, cool. This is true. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, eventually in the late afternoon, you are all reconvened back at Iron Strike Metalworks. What then? Do you want to just while away the evening consoling each other? Maybe get some dinner in? Do you have anything else you'd like to accomplish? Um. Yeah, and I think that Cherish on her um, on her way back from uh, the the jet household, probably like stopped and got food at like Sasha's or something like like ingredients. Okay. So, is there anything else you would all like to accomplish on the twenty ninth of Shade? You still have plenty of hours of daylight left if you want them. Um. Feel like I should attune to this watch that I. Have. You probably could have accomplished that at some point during the day. Yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So I do that at some point. Okay. Um. Can I check in with Maz? You attempt to do so. 
Yeah. All right. When will you be getting your bonus sorcery points back? Um, let's see. I didn't have the exact shade written down. You got them recharged the day before the Atkinson? So the date I have written down is 2nd of Ember. Okay. Um, so in a couple days. Yeah. And so yeah, as of right now, Maz is silent. Okay. You still sense the power from your forged bonded item, but it hasn't felt this way since you first forged the bond with Maz, back before she could really form intelligent yeah. sentences. Mm. The connection is rudimentary, as though it's been reduced in some way. Um, so the gemstone that broke... Mm-hmm. Do I have anything similar that I could, like, replace it with? Or was you that, like... Have right, a making... diamond worth 250 gold? No, and, like, right, I was gonna say, like, when I made Maz, like, all the stuff I had with, like, to make her with was, like, really special. Mm. Right. So, I suppose I'll have to keep an eye out that. Okay. Anything else the gang would like to accomplish this fine day on the 29th of Shade? There was talk of going to Duskwalker. We could go yeah. to Duskwalker. That place never closes, so it's not like That's it's... true. It's true. It's technically true. Do you want to take care of that before we finish the day? Yeah, I mean... Yeah, quick... Quick pop over and oh, yeah, Crawl, You know you dinner. have at least two items that need to be identified. Yep. All right. Cool. So yeah, hear that. Uh, when you voice that, Kalkin says, "Say hi to Omentep for me." Uh, but then you head out and find some kind of innocuous place to perform the Duskwalker ritual. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, banana circle. Five gold. I got the banana. I'll give you the blood. Any takers on the gold? <laughs> oh, I'll I'll do the gold. Okay. I I thought somebody said that. No. Uh, all right. So we put everything together. Do the ritual. Mm -hmm. And after a a beat, there is a scrabbling sound from above you, and down a. Uh, a sconce comes scampering Alexander, the black and white capuchin. He moves over to the banana, begins munching on it, waves hello to everybody. Hey, what's up? He shrugs. Oh, speaking <laughs> of animals, is Soth, Soth still hanging out? Uh, Soth stuck with you. Alright. So long as you kept track of him, he'll uh, he's hitched outside of uh, Iron Strike Metalworks as far as I know. Alright. Cool. Good Speaking of, you guys, I have a theme song for Soth that I will say in the chat. If it's not Raining Blood by Slayer, I don't know what we're doing anymore. <laughs> um. I mean... 
if anything, each morning that you've, or at least this morning, uh, you found Soth with his bonds to the hitching post completely snapped, but still, like, there in front of Iron Strike Just Metalworks. chilling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Having maybe <laughs> left, but then come back. Yeah, that's right. Okay. He had to hunt. <laughs> <laughs> the the world's only means. carnivorous horse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, that's funny. Okay. After Alexander finishes his banana, tucks the gold into the, the empty peel, tucks it under one arm, and then waves at you to follow, you know the drill at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Following him through the city streets, you eventually come out behind a butcher shop called Meats and Things. <laughs> and there you find the telltale green door lit by innocuous lamps over which the sign reads Duskwalker Import and Export TM in a dozen stolen type fonts. Going through the door, Alexander deposits the gold into the pneumatic tube, places the banana on the pile of used banana peels that says artisanal banana peels, five <laughs> copper apiece, and leads you through the vaulted ceiling area of Duskwalker Import and Export towards the strange eldritch bodega that serves as the nerve center of this place. As you walk through the the halls and the strange and the varied wild items of this place. Name me something that you see that is something that you absolutely cannot afford right now, but is exists in this weird, semi-infinite, narratively convenient shop. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Um, I've got one. If go, okay. So in a like a glass case. That's fairly small. There is a set of what I, I'm not sure if they exist in this plane in this universe, but what looks like a fingernails, like press on. Um, but the the nails are not a single color. They seem to swirl in a kind of nebula kind of thing, like an ever shifting, uh, uh kind of like an oil slick, right? Mm -hmm. Like how the the like, like gasoline kind of looks like rainbowy and it's like ever shift. Absolutely. Hmm. And uh the nails inside are in a glass case that says do not open. And uh it seems as though there are there are ten nails in this case, but they seem to be made for a ten fingered hand. Oh, that's horrible. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> what else do you see? Uh, I have one. Um, there is, like, just on kind of the edge of one of, like, like rows of shelves, there is what looks like the most amazing, magnificent fiddle made of pure gold. Mm. <laughs> And then Tirza kind of, like, leans over to get a better look at it because it's the most, like, radiant thing she's ever seen. And there's a big, long row of the exact same <laughs> fiddle. <laughs> uh, the sign in front said, uh, standard Georgian model, 
<laughs> Johnny class. <laughs> Very good. Um, Sid comes across a uh, a pair of shoes. Um, they look like fairly standard shoes. Uh, and next to them is a sign that says, one size fits all tennis shoes. Uh, and he looks inside the shoe and he sticks his hand in and it's a, it's actually a bag of holding shaped as a shoe. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Like, yeah, that is, he, that is what he finds. Technically can't fit any sized foot. Yep. <laughs> um, uh, peering through, uh, some of the aisles, uh, Grawl sees, uh, uh, a strange uh, kind of non-horse-drawn wagon. It's like <laughs> wooden and metal, and it's got these little wings that come out the side that are like red and yellow cloth. It's making some weird <laughs> kind of like sounds that are happening. It's kind of like, I don't know, like a, I don't know, a chitty chitty, and then <laughs> no, occasionally Jesus, it bangs and right. it bangs. <laughs> thought this yeah. is where this is going no nope. did you not okay <laughs> it, it, some might say it's an aston martin mm -hmm, um mm -hmm. a, a very old one but i who knows what that is it's true um it also says that it's an import model from somewhere called eberron <laughs> mm. <laughs> uh. Eventually, you find your way to the center, the, the strange Eldritch Bodega that is the nerve center of Duskwalker import and export. Behind the counter, there is that same skinny man with the, the sleeveless, worn, gi-like uh, clothing, bald, uh, and with his sharp, hawkish features. He's holding his chin, sort of like stroking at it, staring at a blackboard behind his counter, just going like, no, no, it would never work. What are we working on today, Omotab? And Omotab will turn and say, ah, oh, my friends, welcome, welcome. Oh, this? Uh, well, uh, and like, you see this like strange equation on this, uh, blackboard that like beautiful mind style just seems to like lead around in circles and it's just like mm -hmm. ah, I'm just trying to figure out how to get people to pay me without actually buying anything I, I think it has something to do with uh, telling them something horrible is going to happen and then have them pay me in case it does happen but then make sure it's so specific that it's probably never going to happen some kind of uh, insurance investment I don't know yeah, it sounds like a scheme mm -hmm. to me. I know, yeah. that's the whole point. Anyway. Oh, right. Oh, well, yeah. Is that the hidden history of the valley? Like, that's... <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> but, scams aside, because I would never pull one of those on any of you. Welcome, welcome. Oh. Right. Of course not, yeah. Not against my valued customers, such as yourselves. What brings you to my shop on this fine day? I'm have you have a, another windfall of money? You had so um, much last time you were here. We did. Um, we don't have as much. Uh, are we here to pick up specific things? Well, I think Grawl wanted to get some stuff identified. Right. 
Ah, yes. One of the many services we offer here at Duskwalker Import and Export is, of course, the identification of magical items. Only ten gold apiece. All right. Well, that's it. Can I see the bag? Yeah, sure. I hand you the bag. Uh, First off, I have this. Pull out the sword. Oh, that is clearly a magical sword, my friend. Where did you find such Mm. a thing? Uh, a <laughs> smashed deep demon, Abishai. Abishai. Oh yeah, the the gross thing. And when yeah, you say Abishai, Omatep will sort of like pause and go, "Oh, you're still tangling with uh things like that, huh?" Yeah. Yep. I mean, point to cherish. No. <laughs> <laughs> These, uh... It's a living! <laughs> Not if you keep tangling with them. Um... Ah! <laughs> wow, okay. Um, sure, well, I'm I'm glad you got the better of such a creature. Eh, we had help. <laughs> In fact, so we didn't do anything. Them. We watched. Actually, we no, we were, we were asleep. Abject horror. No, we watched in abject horror. Oh, okay. That's true, we did actually. Block that out of my memory. (laughs) Well, hey, so long as you reap the rewards, I say it's a win for everybody. It's a win for you because you got the shiny sword. It's a win for me because you're about to give me 10 gold to identify the shiny sword. That was five gold to identify stuff. Oh, my mistake. You are right. Five gold. What was I thinking? Oh, boy. Know. You know, I think you're, these think numbers, they start to slip in this old age. Oh. Your insurance scam. I think you might have been thinking too hard about that. Yeah, you're you are right. You are right. I, I apologize. Five gold, of course. You know, five, ten. They're right next to each other. It's easy to get them confused. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. basically the same number. Think about it. Right? Thank you, my boy. Thank you, Sid. Sid knows what I'm talking about. Anyway, five gold to get your shiny sword identified. Okay. Here it is, five gold. <laughs> and he will bring you over to the, 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 the glass-topped counter where you see the Ioun stones resting gently inside in all of their strange magical floatingness. He will pull out that big silver platter of identification that is his hallmark, and he will set the sword down upon it and say a command word, and this little long strip of paper will start printing out the side of it, and eventually he'll tear it off and whip it out and say, Oh! Oh, my. Ha <laughs> ha. Hmm. You say you found this on an Abishai? Mm-hmm. Very strange, very strange. Do you have an inkling as to what this item is, Grawl? I mean, it looks like a sword. You are not wrong. You are not wrong. Good. <laughs> but this is You're completely fact... wrong. Okay. It is more than just a sword, though. Well, no, it is mostly just a sword. But, specifically, it is a sword of answering. Do I talk to it? And he says that as though it's like meant to impress everybody. And then when everyone's mm. just like, and? He goes, ugh, God. Ah, the sword of answerings, there there are only so many of them in the whole of the world. They're all based on an ancient magical blade that comes from... Well, it doesn't come from here, I'll say that much. All of them are trying to replicate this sword, this sword of 
well, absolute truth, absolute knowing. This is a, a piece or an attempt at trying to make such a blade. It is called Scather, and it oh. is a very powerful weapon. It is an attempt at trying to become Fragorach, the final word. It is a plus three sword, which is better than most swords by a factor of at least three. This is true. <laughs> Ooh. Fancy. That's pretty good. Yeah. In addition, while you're holding this sword, you can use your reaction to make one melee attack against a creature that deals damage to you. It lets you strike back at whoever is trying to attack you, and has succeeded, quite honestly. It's alright. Someone has to hit me for me to hit them back. Yes, but you do so very quickly, when it's not oh, technically okay. your turn to go, so it's very useful. Oh, okay. I like when I'm in battle and have to wait my turn to smite my enemies. Yeah. How silly, the concept of waiting turns in battle. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. I think I played a game once where I had to do that, but that was a lot. Was that chess? Is that what it was? No, it was this weird table game called Fire Emblem. <laughs> Oh, yes, that gem. Look, you all laugh, but I've been to this world. It's called Ivalice. Very weird. Strange little like cat people, big tall bunny ladies. And everyone just waits around for everyone to hit each other. It's so weird. Yeah, just, I don't get that at all. Man, that sounds like a Final Fantasy. I wish. I'm done. I'm done. How do I sign off for the night? I'm being punished. <laughs> By the way, Grawl, when you mm. make that little bonus attack, you also mm. get to attack even harder than you normally would. Maybe attacking with advantage, one might say. And that oh. attack cuts straight through any immunities or resistances that creature might have. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Grawl's looking at his own sword, just like... <laughs> Be mm. better. <laughs> <laughs> and Omatep will share your glance and say... Clearly, you already have a very fine sword. I'd be more than happy to take this one off your hands. How much? Oh, I say we could probably give you... Oh, let's think. Uh, how about 10,000 gold? Maybe 12,000? If I was uh, maybe given something else in the bargain? Like a crisp pie five? <laughs> I was thinking more like another item or perhaps a juicy piece of information. Oh. Oh. Can I have I'll Sid? Yeah, you can have him. <laughs> Just take him. At this point, jeez. Yeah, how much would I be worth? <laughs> Sid, as we both know, we here at Duskwalker Import and Export TM do not deal in the trading of living beings. Anymore. Anymore. <laughs> it used to be a dark time here <laughs> yeah yeah sad they're uh, not technically alive while you're petrified you're technically an object you know that's not the point you know mm. Fair i'm enough. sure the judge tomorrow. loved that one <laughs> no no she did not yeah and the lady of pain is a harsh judge let me tell you Sounds like she would be. So what do you say, Grawl? I can take this sword off your hands? 
You know what? Uh, maybe another day. And as you say that, you feel the sword at your back pulsing with that need again, knowing the runes etched upon Scather's blade, that not all knowledge is in the form of a book. Terrific. It's just working out so well. Omatep says, well, very well, very well. The deal is uh, still on the table if you ever bring that sword back, I will say. Uh, it is a very well-known blade. The fact that some creature from the Nine Hells had it on their person is a little odd, not gonna lie. Yeah. Well, it's mine now. <laughs> Fair enough. Anything else I can do for your kids today? Oh, I've got one. I've got more stuff. Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Identify okay. the scroll. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I have scroll. a fun scroll here. Excellent, excellent. Five gold, if you don't mind. Mm -hmm. All right. And he does the, the gesture in the command word again, and the little piece of paper comes out, and he'll tear it and look at it and go, Oh, oh my. This is a very powerful spell scroll, my friends. This is a scroll of contact other plane. Do you know what that does? Does it contact another plane? You got it in one, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> this spell lets you contact some kind of... Well, in my line of business, we call them powers. Creatures of vast and sometimes terrible, well power. Generally, it's what the word you use when you're talking about a god or some kind of archdevil or demigod. You know, that sort of thing. Hey, Cherish, we could talk to your dad. I don't want to. Sure. <laughs> we could call him up right now. Omatep Super raises fun. an eyebrow and says, I'm sorry? I mean, we could... <gasps> wait, yeah. wait, shh, 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 girl, quiet. Nothing, nothing. I just thought you'd throw something out there to sell. Yeah. You said you would accept information as a form of payment. One of the lesser credit. known services here at Duskwalker Import and Export is, of course, that if you trade so. any juicy information, it can be done so for in-store credit, yes. So... And I think you I just were got there. a tidbit for free just now. Mm-hmm. But the rest of it, gonna cast you. This is why I like you, Cherish. <laughs> so, that you were the there purple. for the... Right? It's a nice color. Mm -hmm. Um, It's very inviting. Um, It's pleasant, you know. So you were there for the whole me being a baby and not being in hell anymore situation. One might say I am personally responsible for that situation, yes. Exactly. Now, there was a letter. Ah, uh, yes. I mean, yes, there was. And I You're definitely did not read it. Would you like to? I would very much like to, yes. It has been haunting me for nearly 20 years. 
I see it in my dreams sometimes. <laughs> That's weird. You should talk to someone about that. I but... have. Alexander did not appreciate it. <laughs> I look over at Alexander. And Alexander just makes a finger going around the side of his head. <laughs> oh, ain't that the truth, buddy? Um. Well. All right, then. And he, like, Omatep eagerly comes around the counter and is just like, so do you have it here? I do. I keep it on me at all times. It's the only thing I have for my mother, so don't break it. Oh. Ah, yes, your mother. <laughs> we have met. At least the once. According to you, maybe more? I don't know. Anyway, it's very weird. And I... Gingerly held out a hand for it. Mm-hmm. And he'll take the letter and, like, excitedly unfold it and begin to read. And you see he starts with just this, like, gleaming, bright expression on his face. It slowly droops and then becomes concerned. And then his eyes get really wide. And then he will gently fold the letter back up and hand it to you. And he will say, Cherish, I think it would be for the best if no one ever read that letter ever again. Just letting you know. Okay. But thank you. You're welcome. And that is definitely valuable information. <laughs> and he has this Did like you... really exasperated expression like, oh, this information might get me killed. Did you recognize her name? Arate Valmarad, Arate Valmarad. I, I, I'm sorry, I cannot... The name's not ringing any bells. Can I make an insight check? Sure. Well... Well, it's only a 14. 15? 14. 14. Um, yeah, he seems... To be yeah. nonplussed by the name. Alright. He is, yeah, as far as you can tell, he's like, yeah, he doesn't recognize the name. Okay. And he is a little flummoxed as to why she would talk about him in familiar terms. Interesting. So... Okay, if I was going to ballpark what this information is worth, and it is worth a pretty penny, let me tell you. Let's say, uh, let's call it an even 5,000. In-store credit, mind you. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes, let me think about that. I mean, there's no thinking involved. It's no, I just mean yours. think about, like, right, it's 5,000 5, in-store credit. I'll just, you know, think about what I can do with that. Of course. Yeah. Uh-huh. Unless you have anything else you'd like to tell old Olmetep. Anything else you might wish to divulge? Any further information that might be worth something to any of my discerning customers? 
Uh, I mean, I got something. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know how much it's worth or whatever, but uh, my dad's name is Lucidian Lyodon. Huh. Interesting. Lucidian Lyodon, you said. Yep. That is certainly a name. It is certainly a name. Do you... Hmm. So, would that make you a Lyodon as well? No. No? Okay, then. No, no. Last name's Emberlight. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. all right, then. Yeah. Yep. Fair yep. enough. Ah, that is a very interesting little tidbit, Sid. I would uh, gladly part with a, mm, a thousand in-store credit for such information. Wow, yeah, that's, yeah, I'll take it. Your father is an, well, that is an interesting name that might be, uh, raise some eyebrows, I'll say that much. Oh, sure. Fantastic. Anything else? Anyone would like to tell Odomatev? Yeah. I have some information uh, and I will tell him about Rashad being um, going on Dahaka's walk walk? Dahaka's walk? March. March. God. That sounds much better than Dahaka's walk. (laughs) Dahaka walk? Dahaka walk is uh, is a a dance move. (laughs) Uh, Dahaka walk flame. (laughs) It's actually a restaurant in... uh... Utbari, the Dahaka mm-hmm. Walk. The Dahaka Walk. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um, being <laughs> put on Dahaka's march and surviving. And Omatep will definitely raise an eyebrow at that and say, Rashad? Yes. Tallish man. Blue eyes. Yes. Huh. Interesting. You never said anything about that. Curious. Wait, I'd like to buy some information. <laughs> and Omatep will, like, his eyes will come back to you with, like, a long grin and he'll say, oh? <laughs> what would you like to know, my friend? God, everything. Ask, ask how much your information was worth. I mean, yes, that would be helpful to know. I will give you 1500 for knowing exactly how Rashad ended up in the circumstances in which I met him. That might be worth something to somebody. Okay. <clears throat> I'll keep it for now, but. You said there was something you would like to know, though? Um. God. Yeah, but I don't even know where to start. Um. I recommend the beginning. How much will that cost me? A pretty penny. Yeah, that's afraid of. 
Give me a minute, Omatep. I you have all the time in the world here in Duskwalker Import and Export TM. In fact, maybe a little bit more. Hmm. <laughs> That's bad. That's not good. Okay. <clears throat> Anything else I can be helping you with today? Any magic items you wish to purchase? Any? Uh, yeah, There. I was thinking of... Um, so, the last uh, outing we went on, uh, we kind of were just playing it by ear with our plan for the most part, and that's kind of been our MO. I'm thinking of some kind of object that might help us communicate with each other over a distance. Do you have anything like that? Hmm. Yes, I think I have something that might be able to help you. And uh, now that you're sitting on a little in-store credit, maybe uh, something that's a little bit more in your price range. Yes, please. Because I was originally going to recommend those. And he'll point over to the side and you see two tin cans connected by string. Um, mm. mm -hmm. And he says, but now that you got some money in your pocket, now we can talk. And he'll walk okay. over to an area and you'll see that there are several uh, things inside of a cabinet that he's going to open. You see a set of what is clearly semaphore flags, some kind of signaling lantern. But then he'll pull oh. a, 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 low, a long case that's kind of flat. It looks like it's a jewelry case. He'll set it on the counter and open it up. And inside you see four stones, each of which has a rune etched in its center. But it looks like the rune can be twisted and turned as though it is offset somehow from the stone itself. Oh. And he'll say, these are stones of far speech. A wondrous magical item. They essentially let you cast a message spell in between two of the stones. Well, two or more. You see the center dial here, and he'll twist the little rune in the center. These can be attuned to different frequencies, so you can have multiple stones, all within the same uh, group call, as it were. Wow. <laughs> Very useful. Only 500 gold a piece. 500 gold a piece. Ooh. You can um, afford that, no problem. Can everybody, everybody can afford, I feel like this is a good investment. Yeah, Grawl? and yeah, Grawl, we can, yeah. we can grab yours too if you need. Really? Because that, that would be, that'd be very nice. Um, you want one apiece? That will be two thousand gold. Yeah, yeah. Um, Unless you have any further information you wish to share that might be valuable. Yeah, Grawl, do you want to like maybe, you know, sweeten the pot a little bit? Uh, yeah. Hmm. What do I have? What do I have? What do I have? Hmm. Okay. Is As this Olivia in just makes choking motions towards the camera. <laughs> You're right. Is this in character or not? We just don't know. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's so. I am Grawl. My middle name is. is, is... No. Um, it's okay. Reed Grawl Redacted. Yeah. Uh, I've got one. All right. Everyone? Everyone? Yeah. Mm hmm. Hang on, just one, one second. 
look at the the sword. Mm-hmm. Actually, I have an idea. I'm gonna take my sword and put it in the bag of holding. What happens if I do that? It discorporates. Uh, it just just doesn't do anything. It doesn't go in there. When you place it in the bag of holding, mm-hmm. your sword will vanish. Okay. Interesting. All right. What? I was, I'm trying to find a loophole, okay? I'm trying to figure out a way here. Anyways. Omatap. Yes, my friend. I have some I have some fun, juicy, juicy tidbits of information here for you. I am all about that okay. juicy, juicy information. Ju- well This this buildup has been very intense, so this payoff better be very good, Grawl. Yeah. yeah. I am <laughs> waiting so eagerly. This better not be something dumb and obvious. <laughs> it's very dumb and obvious. No, it's not. You don't know. Um, well, we'll find out. <laughs> anyways. Imagine you could have all the information you could ever want. Just think about that. Think about that. Okay. I, I'm thinking about it, Crawl. I am really, I really am. Me too. Okay. It somehow yeah. seems to keep getting farther away the longer I talk to you. <laughs> yeah, this seems pretty impossible, Crawl. Yeah. Anyways. I have access to a fun, fun archive of information, okay? Everyone, listen up. This is important. I'm not keeping secrets anymore. Not all of them. This is a good one. This is a big one. Looking straight into the camera right now. (laughs) Cherish no goddamn secrets. Okay? Finally. Uh Um, When I go to sleep, I go to a place called the Dreamlands, okay? In the dreamlands, I have access to an entire, they call it the archive. It is tomes and magical like items I've never seen before that have anything you could want in there. I found a book and it, I, I now, I, I have information I had no idea I could have before. I have been to weird, strange lands with cats talking and stuff like that, all in my dreams. It sounds weird. It sounds like it's a weird dream scenario. It's not. It's real. So don't put that on me. Uh, uh 15 gold for Draw's, Graal's dream journal. Yeah. Any, anyways, I thought that was going. Would I, what kind of check would I have to make, like be like, oh yeah, the Dreamlands, that sounds like a thing that I know exists or is real. Arcana. Shit. Hey, Grawl, I had a dream where I had films once. Do you think that means something? That's a, that's a dirty 20. Also, uh, my scroll, that scroll, mm-hmm. where'd that come from again? Uh, that was on Jeremiah Payne, yeah. wasn't it? Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm I'm just making sure I'm not messing up uh remembering certain scrolls wrong. Nope. Um okay, cool. With a dirty twenty, you would know that the Dreamlands is a thing. There is reportedly a 
mystical realm that individuals of an occult persuasion can access with the correct meditations, maybe some drug use, maybe some mild alien hallucinogens that come from weird other realms. There's a lot of mystery surrounding the Dreamlands because it's not a phenomenon that can really be studied super well because the people who access it tend to go crazy. Hmm. Huh. It's also a matter of debate whether or not the dream realm or the dreamlands, quote unquote, isn't just a piece of the astral sea or limbo. There's some debate among like among magical scholars, most believe that the dreamlands, quote unquote, is just what people f- see when they astral project into the astral sea or limbo. And if they're not ready for that transition and they're not aware of what they're doing, they think they're tripping out and seeing some mystical dream realm, but really there's a perfectly sound magical explanation for this. <laughs> uh, oh, shit. Um, and then... Blank. Ethereal plane is where I go when I blink. Yeah, no, it's not okay. connected to the ethereal plane. Okay, that's what I that's what I thought, but I I always I always mix that up when I'm thinking about that yeah. spell. Ethereal <laughs> is what you where you are like on the way to those places, but you're still within like the the general near orbit of the prime material. Yeah. I mean, where we are right now, it's all sort of fucked. And it's all sort of the same thing, but right. yeah. So, what Grawl is talking about is layman speech essentially yeah okay um and omatep says as much it's just like sure you can walk the dreamlands and go to the archive okay girl great sweet okay okay how about this give me something that no one else knows give me something to find not something ridiculously like hard like uh you know what is what's the face of all the gods look like? You know, blah, 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 blah. How many angels can dance on the head of a pin? Exactly. Can God make make a stone so heavy even he can't? (laughs) Yeah, right, right. These are all... Listen, you're muted. Yeah. The answer is boring, six, and yes. (laughs) Anyways. Anyway. So you want some kind of test, huh? Yeah. Oh, Lay it okay. on me. And Omatap will, like, glance around and be like, Okay, I got one. This is good. This is gonna be good. How about you tell me... And Okay, so in the archive, you, c- you can find anything. Any information you want, right? As far as I know, that is how that place works. Okay, here we go. You tell me Alexander's real name. And Alexander will just smack a hand onto his face. <laughs> oh, okay. You What's do that, this? and we got all sorts of deals, Grawl. Oh, Lord, we got all sorts of deals. Okay, I got one more little tidbit of information. For you. Mm. Just, uh, you know about the Hobgoblins, right? 
I am aware of hobgoblins, yes? Mm-hmm. The ones specifically in this valley. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm debating how much value would there be in someone who is the rightful warlord and leader of the hobgoblins, just kind of like walking about, no big deal. I would say that would be very valuable information if you mm -hmm. happen to possess it. Maybe. Because when you say rightful warlord, that's a, an interesting legal proposition among hobgoblins. <laughs> if you're to ask oh, what they have that passes for a scholar. Yeah. Um, well. Pretty sure uh, they're the whole, like, might makes right sort of thing. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't say that all the time. We do have a few. Um, I guess they have a few intellectuals. I and wouldn't yeah, say I'm one of them. Omatep clearly doesn't know a ton about hobgoblins, and he's sort of just spitballing. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, so the warlord here in the valley uh, is a fraud. Oh shit! Oh really? <laughs> Damn. Yes. And you know this how? Mm, there's because a reason why I was that kicked out. Might be very valuable information mm. indeed. And Omatep's eyes will sparkle a little bit. Um, there was a reason why I was kicked out. Oh yes don't think they want someone looking like me wearing something like that. So, you're saying you are the rightful ruler of the hobgoblins of the Tempest Rest Valley. Yeah. I am. You ever notice why I don't have a forge bond? I thought it was the sword. Please. It's not the sword. It's, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we all thought we all, it was We all kind of thought it was the sword. We too. all thought it was the yeah. yeah. um, I started having suspicions at, at, at some point, but it's not the sword. And when you all confirm that Omatep will definitely glance towards specifically you, Cherish, should be like, is this guy on the level? It's about the sword. <laughs> Do you have any. Proof? How would you what confirm was... such a title? How would I confirm such a title? Mm. Do you have a special birthmark or some kind of... <laughs> I'm, I mean, that's not how that really works. It's whoever it chooses. You're saying you're forge bonded to what? Some item that will make you king of the hobgoblins? That's kind of how it works, yes. Huh. So you're saying that whoever the current warlord is isn't bonded to the piece of armor that they wear? That's what I'm saying. Now that is some valuable information. And Omatep will sort of Rebellion. lean back and stroke his chin. Yes, I might know one or two people who could pay quite a bit for that. 
Tell you what, Grawl. Mm-hmm. You give me access to this archive, and with the information you've given me, let's give you a little bit of an advance for this <laughs> archive nonsense. But uh, let's call it an even 6,000. Fair enough. That's not bad. That's pretty good. In-store credit, mind you. Right. Um, right, well, obviously. Right. I okay. mean, where else do we go? We're not going to... we spend that much money anywhere else? I don't know. I mean, we can drink a lot, Sid. There's a, as long you, as you, you don't like go to that bastard Fink's shop. No, exactly, right? Like, like that's what I was going to say. Like, where are we going to go? That guy's place? Basically a ch- children's magic shop. Yeah. Or, to, or to Mr. Mystic's magical menagerie. Either way. Oh, I haven't heard of that one. Oh, no. Hold on. No, it's Fink's Magical Menagerie. Mr. Mystic's got the uh, Mystic Mercantile. It's one of those. I don't know. They're all the same to me, but none of them are as good as Duskwalker. Import and export TM. Um, I guess I'm just... I, you don't have to tell me, obviously. Whatever, but... I, what's the significance of Alexander's real name? Is his real name not even Alexander? I and You're not Ale- really giving Grawl a lot to go on. And Alexander He's just a monkey. will just like hands in his face, <laughs> just like shaking his head, and uh, Omatep will grin, this like crooked grin, and just say, he's the one who said he could find out whatever he wanted to. You want something easier? That. Would that be Would that be better for you, Grawl? Uh, look, I I apologize, girl. I'm not I'm not trying to make you. No, I I understand. I don't I don't know the difficulty of, of finding the monkey's name. Uh, Alexander, <laughs> I apologize for referring to you as the monkey. I take that back. You now Alexander gives you a, a very pointed look of just like, yeah, you better be sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, that was rude of me, and I apologize. <laughs> Would you like something easier, girl? Something easier for you I to mean... track down? Is it going to prove to you that I, I know what I'm talking about? Or is you, are you just going to be like, ah, yeah, yeah, you went down to the library. Fine. You say you have access to the archive. Like, yes. the archive? Yeah, capital T. And yeah. then a space. Okay, you know? yeah, sure. And okay. your name is Grawl, King of the Hobgoblins. I mean, Warlord, but I mean, you can go with King. Warlord sounds cooler, but yes. Right. Well, okay then, Grawl. If you have access to the archive, then you would be able to tell me the first place where I set up shop. All right then. Okay. You find that? We can do business. Grawl, quote unquote. Okay, why are you, you doing that? That's his real like. That is do you his think, name. Do you think that that's not his real name? If I'm... he has access to the archive, I am not ready to believe that this person is Grawl, King of the Hobgoblins. Uh, again, you say King, it's Warlord, but I mean, uh, that's uh, it, you know, it, the fact that you're calling me King is quite it's it's flattering, honestly. I'm just saying there is only one way to get access to the archive, and it is not to walk around in your own skin. Uh, 
So I guess scrawl that you can buy your own uh, stone of far speech now. So that's good. Oh no, those were already purchased. Yeah, no, no, that's, we're good. Those are already purchased. Yep. We already said we were buying them. So okay. Yeah. Great. So who is but spending their money to buy the stones of far speech? I will buy five hundred each. Yeah. 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 All right, fine, Except, Sid. Yeah. You twisted my arm. Oh yeah, I wasn't gonna. You just got. You just got six thousand, my friend. You should be paying for me. Who? Yeah. No. No. Yeah. No. 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 You. You wanted. You wanted to put the wings on my tab. My tab. Uh. Uh-uh, no. <laughs> so you buy your stones of far speech. Each of you still has yes. some in-store credit. Is there anything you would like to spend it on? There's. Every magical item under the sun here. True. Some that you have looked at in the past. Yeah. Still hankering uh, for that fire staff, but I seem to be just short. And what do you need? Um, Original price was 6000 I believe. Yes, it was. <laughs> in fact, <laughs> weird. Um, so strange. Uh, did Kalkin mention anything that she maybe needed from Des Walker Import and Export before we... Uh, she asked after if, uh, Omatep had any types of Mithril in stock. Mithril, that's right. Um, yeah, I'll ask him about it. Okay. Uh, Omatep... Yeah, like, hey, my mom says hi. Do you have any Mithril? Are you guys doing, you know, Maker Festival this year? Uh, yeah, he's probably going to be doing the Maker Festival again this year, um, though it hasn't been all that long since the last one. Um, oh, that's like true. God, it's only been like a month. <laughs> Woof. And uh, he does not currently have any Mithril in stock. Uh, Kalkin bought up the last of his stock when he had it. Mm, He'll be sure to let her know as soon as he gets more in. He thinks he has a line on some, uh, so long as he... F- knows that the, the Githyanki won't track down where their swords got to. Um, so, it should be fine. You know. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, we could always use healing potions, right? Yeah, like, I was thinking I, we I could st- restock. I still have one standard and one greater. Yeah, and uh, Reed, to answer your question, uh, Elliot is, uh, after buying the Sonona Far Speech, uh, 1.5k short of that fire staff. It's okay. I shoot fire out of my hands every day. It's fine. Right. Right. Will you be less likely to die if you have that staff? Well, I don't exactly know what it does. I'm assuming it shoots fire out of it various ways. Indeed it does. All without consuming your own magical abilities. That could be useful. Does it have like some sort of like usage? Like it, it take it only you only get to do it like five times, just a staff. Or it has it a like certain a, like... amount of power that recharges itself at the beginning of every day. Oh, that's pretty good. I also, I, I would think that something like this would give one fire resistance to you know fire damage. It very well might. I don't know. I've never actually tested it out myself. How about this? 
I'll pay for the rest of it. Okay, you do the whatever, one point five. Okay. Okay. Done. Cool. Done. Thank you, girl. Yes. I will come up with something later. I can't come up with anything fun off the top of my head right now. Fun? Yeah. I want something. The next time we're in here, I might have you buy me like a snack or something. That's probably... Oh, you. okay. I don't, I don't know that you want to eat anything from here. I could always yeah. sell you some incense so you could help get your friends to the dreamlands. <laughs> <laughs> what are we laughing about? <laughs> nothing, Grawl. Nothing at all. All right. I, I believe him. Um, Omotap, I will buy a greater healing potion. Greater healing potion. Done and done. And of course, you still have your 10% kerfuffle discount, so that mm -hmm. will be 135 gold. Anything else for anyone? We have weapons of warning. We have winged boots. We have bags of tricks. We have medallions of thought. There's still that very fine folding boat that I've been saving for you. Uh, just out of curiosity, how much is the folding boat? The folding boat I will part with for a mere 750 gold. Mm. It's a boat that folds up! How cool is that? That's... It's pretty cool if we were boat people. But look at us. We're not boat people. You could be boat people with your own <laughs> folding boat. We're, we're just one folding boat away from being boat people. No. It's really all it takes. <laughs> Throw in. Does it come with oars? <laughs> Those fold out too. Do they? <laughs> Does it fold back in on itself? Or is it a one-time unfolding? No, you can fold it and unfold it multiple times. Well, I think I think a purchase for for future future us when we're boat people. <laughs> well then, okay, no folding boat today. Unfortunate. <laughs> you never know when you're going to one need of one. these days. <laughs> it's one true. of these days. It's true. Throw in four matching polos and ascot. Maybe we'll think about it. <laughs> the true attire of boat people. Um, is there anything else anyone needs? Anything we can think of? I'm good with just I'm... the potion and the stone. So yeah. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of things I would love to have, but you know, they cost a lot of money. So that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Berserker axes, onyx dog figurines, cloaks of the bat. There's that dragon slayer sword that you are eyeballing, Sid. Ooh. Not today. Very well, very well. Well, I will thank you for your business. Make sure you record the uh, amounts of in store credit that you have left because I do not keep track of that sort of thing. I'm just kidding, I do. There is a very detailed receipt uh, system in the back. I'm sure. But this is Mike the DM saying, please record how much in-store credit you have left for Duxwalker import and export TM. Yeah, and splitting it apart from your regular list problem. Yes, absolutely do that, because it does not exist yeah. outside of the store. 
Yep. <laughs> oh, okay. we're gonna put it on our desk walker tab. Our desk walker <laughs> platinum. Yeah. yeah. Okay, it's not platinum. That it's might cardboard. work somewhere, but if it does, you don't know where. We get so many miles if we use the card. One <laughs> percent yeah, cash back on every purchase. Yeah. Those miles only work towards the purchase of your first folding boat. <laughs> That's still a deal, though. Yeah, you have to yeah. look at the fine print, but yeah, you got to either... look out for those blackout dates. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's either mm -hmm. a folding boat or an apparatus of qualish. Either way, um, you go either way. Yeah. So, wrapping up your purchases, you uh, finish up with Omatep. He thanks you all very much for the very interesting bits of information you've shared with him. Uh, he is sure that he will be able to find interested parties in what you have had to say. So, sure, it's fine. With new items in hand, both items that you have just recently purchased or identified, you leave Duskwalker Import and Export TM. Alexander uh, helping you on the way out. Um, he will kind of like pat the back of your leg crawl on the way out and just in a conciliatory like don't let Omatep get to you sort of gesture. Mm, I love this monkey. Alexander, can should I actually try to find your name? Is that you Alexander will stop, look you dead in the eyes, and just slowly shake his head in the most serious look he's ever given you. All right. I got you. And then he closes the door and you're outside. Uh -huh. What uh, time does it appear to be out here? Uh, it is the beginning of dusk. Streetlights are beginning to come on. Blue Gulch is coming alive with its nightlife. It is the beginning of the work week and... As such, uh, well, actually, we're right in the middle of the work week, I should say. Um, so people are still uh, coming down well, after the, the mayor's celebration, but they're beginning to ramp up a little bit towards the, the first days of Ember, just around the corner. And as such, um, winter is beginning to wind down. Hump day! <laughs> <laughs> so... Do you all head back to Iron Strike Metalworks? Where do you go? I think that sounds good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Dinner's probably ready. Yeah. Winding your way back home, you eventually see the familiar sight of Iron Strike Metalworks. Clopping out of a shadowed alley, just to the left you see the horse Soth assuming its place again by the hitching post, with a shifty eyes like, I wasn't anywhere, you can't prove anything. <laughs> <laughs> What a good boy. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go like sort of pat him on the the neck or whatever. That's what it's have. Um and just be like, I can't afford for you to break any I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave out here, okay? And Soth will just stare at you with an implacable horsey stare. His uh, horse eyes just bury into you as if he knows some dark, terrible horse secret that <laughs> makes it so he won't stray far, but at the same time, he is haunted by it. <laughs> and like a true, and like a true horse, I look him in his eye and 
Just nod. <laughs> You're a good boy. <laughs> and he'll stamp twice. Um, the psychic connection Tirza that you have with Carrie lets you know that this horse is not to be trusted. This horse is very dangerous and is probably not a horse. Yes, <laughs> I mean probably not a horse. Yeah, I mean, but I also watched it bite the th like through our telepathic connection. Watched it bite the throat out of a devil. So like, it's fine in my book so far. I won't trust it, but <laughs> okay. That's what I send back too. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, but that was pretty cool though. <laughs> Carrie begrudgingly Cherish. admits that you're correct. <laughs> Cherish is just like. I don't like the mayor either. And that's what we're bonding over. <laughs> <laughs> As you enter the house, Kalkin welcomes you back in, and you all enjoy a good evening meal, uh, assured of your continued success, not because of any new magical items you now possess, but because despite all of the dangers you've been faced with, you've been able to overcome thanks to the people that sit around you now. Your bonds are becoming deeper, your connections with each other are becoming more permanent. You've shared these experiences over the last five years, but these last few months are what have really solidified you as a group of adventurers. And now you're getting the reputation to match it. As we leave the Threadless there, content at least for now, we will slowly leave Blue Gulch behind, just for now. Just north of town. Along the road we see a band of heavily armored, what looks like knights, trooping down towards the town. Their numbers have increased by at least one over the last few days, but they're making their way towards town, a flame-haired genasi at their head. His bright mane is a beacon in the night. A beacon that can be observed from a low hill not far away. Where a figure stands with their hands behind their back. Observing. Placidly. He doesn't really care about the movements of these people. He is waiting for someone. And that someone comes up behind them. And the observer will say, So, what precisely should we do about this parasite? And the newcomer will say, We are working on finding its location within the archive. You are to wait for now. You will not interfere. You will not interact. 
you will return to the large metropolis, and there you will wait for further instructions. The observer will let out a long, weary sigh <laughs> and say, as you wish. The newcomer will shudder for a moment and then fall to the ground, breathing raggedly. Where, where, I, where, how did I, how did I? I don't... The observer will turn suddenly, violently. Hands, strong hands, deceptively strong hands, grasping the collar of the newcomer, thrusting them to the ground. He will say frantically, with deep, horrifying need, What did you see? What did you see while you were there? I need to know! I need to know! And the newcomer will just stare wide-eyed, at Dr. Phineas Finebrook and say, I don't, I don't, I didn't, I didn't. And Finebrook will say, useless. And we'll see the hill in the distance. A green and, a green and brown flare of energy will ignite. The hills outside of Blue Gulch will be quiet. And I think it is there that we will end this episode of Material Components, because as always, you can find us on Twitter at MatcomRPG. That's spelled M-A-T-C-O-M-R-P-G. We also have an email address, which is materialcomponentsrpg at gmail.com. We always love hearing from all of our listeners. Just all of you. Thank you mm -hmm. so much. Yes. Uh, hey, guys. Wow. All right. Um, I am on Twitter at cryoutolivia. Come hang out. <laughs> so enthusiastic. You <laughs> so enthusiastic. It's like I. Um, know. You can find me on Twitter at Elliot C. Lewis. Um, Oh yeah, we're just so boned. I'm 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 anxiety scratching my egg. That's how boned we are. That's that's fun. Um, <laughs> it hurts. Well, is what it is. Yeah, don't don't do that. Um, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at the Redimus. Um, yeah, just tell me uh, how 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 poor poor choices I I just keep making the bad choices here. I'm sure this will bite me in the ass about twelve different times, but whatever. Cross that bridge. Uh, actually, no, I'll probably die on that bridge. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you don't need to find me on the internet. That's Terry. Uh, a better use of your time is uh, going to whatever platform you uh, listen to this podcast and rate us. Uh, we very much want to hear what people think. Uh, obviously, we all have a lot of fun doing it. What people think. So, yeah, go ahead and do that wherever you can. Indeed. And, of course, if you wish to find me on Twitter, you can do so at MKGorgoni. 
Uh, I always love hearing from people about all things concerning this game and others, because uh, there is something I would love to announce, and that is that I will be DMing a, a second uh, RPG show here pretty soon. Um, one of the players is our very own Elliot Lewis, and I'm very excited uh, to... I don't know if I can necessarily announce the title or where I'm doing it, but uh, keep uh, keep an eye on our socials, because uh, that is coming up here in early September. We will be starting up mm-hmm. a, a brand new streaming show that I am very, very excited for. Uh, yeah, it's going to be super cool. If you, if you want to hear some straight-up hag nonsense, then please <laughs> stay tuned for that. If you're sick of me playing a smarty who's also a dumbass, come watch me play a dumbass who's also a dumbass. She's <laughs> <laughs> just going to be watching you play Grawl. A true change of pace. A yes. little bit, wow. actually, which... Okay. <laughs> and, of course, you can find our good friend Omatep over on Twitter, at NPC underscore A-N, because... Especially when he is collecting very interesting pieces of information that may start disseminating through different corners of the world. Uh, He is, of course, an important NPC. Thank you all so much for listening to this weird, weird show that we have here. And (laughs) as always, the world is chaos, so please be kind to one another. Goodbye. 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 Bye. 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 Bye.